That's the sound of the police. That's the sound of the beast. That's the sound of the police. That's the sound of the beast. So let me ask you this. Did you have a go-to Halloween costume mm. as a youth? Oh, uh, dude, good question. Absolutely. It is a good question. I... <laughs> it is a good question. You were very... Yeah. Let me yourself. Yeah, you should, you should. Uh, I was uh, many times a ninja. I was obsessed with ninjas as a kid. Mm. So yeah. uh, I remember the, the Tulsa State Fair, as we were saying the other week, was such a weird mm. named uh, thing in the world, but um, at the Tulsa State Fair, I, they used to have like Chinese throwing stars that had like the plastic ring of circle, you know, like circle ring around it, uh, so it wouldn't hurt anybody, and they had like the samurai swords and all that stuff all the time, like a katana and everything, and I used to always get those at the fair, but then for, I would save them for Halloween, or we would go get Halloween costumes, and I loved being a ninja, so yeah, I was like multiple different like iterations of that, for sure. Oh, nice. Yeah, what about you? Oh, me? I was a Ninja Turtle very often <laughs> as a youth. That's very cool. often. Ninja and I was theme. always Raphael, too. Uh-huh. Always? It's not like I would, like, alternate through the, the turtles mm-hmm. through the years. It would make sense, yeah. you know? Change it up a little bit, but nah. Nah, that's you know, all right. I, I've got got one day per year to uh, sure. to dress how I feel. Yeah. I'm feeling very Raphael. <laughs> <laughs> you say that all the time. You say that all you the know. time. So, yeah. yeah, you just feel it that one day. It's only the day you're allowed. So, I you get know, it. it's the Ninja Turtle who cusses the most often. So, well, yeah, so it's your favorite. That's, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I was a Ninja Turtle, I believe. I, I know there's a photo of me as a kid for my birthday. I got a Ninja Turtle, like, kind of outfit and weapons and mm-hmm. stuff. So, I don't remember if that was necessarily Halloween, but I feel like maybe I, I threw a Ninja Turtle somewhere in there. I definitely uh, respect that, though. So. Are you talking about the uh, the turtle the, or the Ninja Turtle mask that was just like the cloth bandana with that Ninja Turtle nose, that plastic nose There's on the front of it? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I feel like mm-hmm. I, yeah, I have some picture of me with. Uh, I feel like I, I I feel like I had raft stuff. I, I feel like it was Psy, 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 that I had. Uh, but yeah, I can remember now who it was. I, I had. Out. Yeah, I had uh, Raph's stuff, and then I mm-hmm. also had Leonardo. Mm-hmm. But you know. There was just a big draw yeah. for the uh, the rafter. Hey man, for me, so. you know what you like. That's that's good. So mm-hmm. that's cool. How many? Can you like estimate like how many times? Oh boy, I don't probably know for mine. Probably like six or seven Halloweens nice. in a row. Mm-hmm. Like occasionally, I would have um, upgraded costumes or yeah. slightly different. But it was yeah, Ninja Turtle for man. several years running there. That's awesome. Yeah. That was so. That started at like seventeen, went into your twenties. <laughs> Is that what you're yeah. saying? <laughs> yep. It's actually how I met my wife. Uh, oh, cool. She was dressed as April O'Neil. Oh, man. You would love that. I was like, baby, you point that camera this way. <laughs> I was actually going to say that she was Splinter, which I think is <laughs> probably more accurate of what she would dress up as. Like something, yeah. you know, fun I mean, size-wise, yeah. <laughs> size-wise, sure. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you were like, it was love at first sight. I saw that, uh, that pointy rat nose on her face. And... Uh, <laughs> That mottled gray hair she glued all over the place, and uh, man, it was love. What could I say? Yeah, absolutely. So. That walking stick and how she would just <laughs> constantly just chop through countertops and everything. <laughs> She's a fucking beast, man. It's great, yeah. Turns out, I think, okay, I, does I, think it. I married a giant rat. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but uh, it's like Five All Goes West, I believe. Uh-huh. Uh, where it's like they have those creatures. Yeah, don't spoil this. <laughs> 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 of 
all the things we talk about tonight, don't spoil <laughs> the end of Bible Goes West. Just in case, man, I don't want to ruin it for anybody. I want to put that out there. I'm not meaning to spoil anything, but I, th- I feel like it's Bible Goes West where it's like there's like that other group that they're trying to, they're like acting like they're uh, cats or whatever. And that they're help they're actually gonna help the mice, but it ends up they're like they're rats and they've been like dressing up as cats the whole time. So it's, it's a very uh, intellectual drama, you could say. <laughs> it was well, do you remember the first American Tell movie with uh, Fivel in it? Mostly, yeah. It, it was a uh, little did I know, uh I I didn't realize it until after I got older, but it's a uh, a take on the Holocaust, which is very Ooh. dark. So I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, it's obviously mm-hmm. like immigrants and stuff, but uh mm-hmm. Fivel is a yeah. Jewish name. Mm, uh, they okay. are fleeing their homeland mm. from the oppressors, aka the cats. Yeah, and uh, they have to fight for their freedom. Mm. So it's a uh, a Jewish Jewish tale, man, an uh, American tale. Well, that's yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think I can get any better today with a transition. So I'm going to try. I'm just going to clunk my <laughs> way through the rest of this podcast. Um, yeah, I like those movies when I was a kid, though. Uh, just just throw that out there, I guess. <laughs> for the record, <laughs> the, the uh, record will reflect that Mr. Fisher does indeed like the Five oh, movies, man. American Tale, and American Tale Two. Uh, Five Ghost of West. Listen, I'm just, I, the only reason I even mentioned this was just to say that I believe that uh, you're you could be married to a giant rat. I've seen it in a cartoon. I think it's possible <laughs> that you wouldn't know it. That's all. That was my my main point. What if she's a series of rats? Standing oh, on top of each other, like a trench coat, in a trench coat. Oh, you know, man, that would be. Uh, is that how you? <laughs> has she always stayed that way though throughout your marriage? Yeah, I mean, she's always wearing sunglasses and a fedora, <laughs> so maybe I should take well, a peek under there. You know, that's how you really fell in love because you were wearing a fedora <laughs> in the back of a fucking theater. Yeah, yeah, because I was dressed like a ninja turtle, but like weird. a pervert ninja turtle. Yeah. <laughs> I went to the movies by myself, so. You know, as established on previous episodes, Absolutely. it's all coming back together. Absolutely. Now, you, know? you should do that this now. This is should, canon. You should dress as Raph now, but pervert Raph. <laughs> <laughs> and you should just walk around, like, but like a really nice costume, you know, like yeah. really do it upright. Um, well, I mean, it'd be pretty easy. It, I, it would be like a trench coat with yeah. a bunch of pillows inside of oh, it. Okay, and yeah. then I buy like <laughs> studio quality Ninja Turtle ankles. Uh-huh. <laughs> and... <laughs> You know. These were a thousand dollars a piece. <laughs> they sent me two rights at the beginning. I had to send one uh, back. You don't know. I had to miss one full Halloween. Nightmare. It's just a nightmare. Yeah. Uh, nightmare but on Elm Street. It'd be worth it. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you that much. Because uh, that costume's going to be rocking. Uh, Hell yeah. Much like your wrist, per- pervert ref. <laughs> <laughs> All right, on that note, I think we're doing it. Sure. Uh, I'm Steven. I'm Brent. And welcome to Let's Talk About Stuff, where today we're talking about horror movie stuff again. Huzzah. I guess in October. Really, I guess so. <laughs> really uh, going out on a limb. Now listen, we try to do something that's different than other podcasts here, uh, yeah. so that's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And I'm Merry go Christmas, guys. Yeah. You don't even believe in that. No, nah, I don't. <laughs> I don't believe in merriment, nor do I believe in Christmas. There you go. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Brent takes that back. He apologizes to all the uh, Christmas haters like himself. Nope. Oh. Not even a little just, bit. <laughs> Steven apologizes for apologizing for Brent. Brent doesn't apologize. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I guess. I'm not sure that tracks, but okay.
I'll go with it. Yeah, why not? Cool. Well, so, uh, yeah, what do you want to get into? So, uh, first thing I want to get into mm-hmm. is this box of Frankenberry cereal. Boom, boom, bam. Baby. Man. You know, uh, yeah. I had the Boo Berry last week, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm going to try the Frankenberry this week because, uh, you know what, it sounds delicious. Yep. Now, I did pre-open the uh, the bag here, mm-hmm. um, and I tried one tiny little piece just to okay. make sure it wasn't stale because I bought this mm. two weeks ago at this point. Yep. So uh, let's let's dive in here for a good a good taste. Oh man, <laughs> that foley work is great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let me see if I can find uh, a scoop with a mushroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Mushroom marshmallow. <laughs> I went with it. I was like, whatever. Hey, hey General Mills. <laughs> Wait, did you take all the mushrooms out of your Frankenberry? <laughs> Fucking assholes changing sounds, the formula. It sounds better like a scary cereal would have like dried mushrooms in it. That sounds mm-hmm. like it'd be like a horror movie cereal, you know, mm-hmm. or a horror cereal. Oh. Yeah. First you take out all the lint. <laughs> Bastards. <laughs> Look, it's Frankenberry. It's it's great. You know, I love the artificial strawberry mm. flavor. Okay. I'm down with it. What What is this again? I, don't, I, I haven't had this in so long. I don't even know what it is. So it's... Um, I'm assuming some type of uh, rice cereal, mm-hmm. uh, artificial strawberry flavor frosted cereal with monster marshmallows. Oh, man. Um, so that's what it is. <laughs> cool. Yeah. yeah. That works. Yeah. So it's uh, it's good. I, I remember loving strawberry quick when I was younger. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I love that, um, you know, like strawberry in artificial strawberry mm-hmm. flavor doesn't really taste like actual strawberries. Yeah. Uh, which uh, I prefer the artificial version of strawberry mm. better. Um, it just tastes tastes sweeter, uh-huh, you know. Uh-huh. I just know it's bad for me. Well, yeah, uh, and, and, that makes I, it good. and I respond positively <laughs> <laughs> to that. Fair enough. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I loved the strawberry quick when I was younger, and I would drink the shit out of it. And that's what this cereal tastes like. Mm-hmm. Tastes like strawberry quick, but okay. uh, strawberry yeah. quick that you can eat finally. Well, yeah, and then our prayers have been answered. When you do, uh, when you put it in milk, I assume that the milk would be kind of strawberry quickish afterwards if you drink it, uh, as some people do after cereal. So, excuse me for chewing on the show. I know people mm-hmm. hate that, but um, I know that people like to drink the milk after mm. they eat their cereal. I get it. I used to do it, but now I've gotten to the point where I will. I I don't know how um, it worked exactly, mm. but I'm pretty good at. I guess eyeballing the proper amount of milk. Nice. To be like, by the time I have my last bite, that's also the last of the milk. So, yeah, nice, man. You know. You're at yeah. your peak cereal game. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's... It took me 35 years to get here, and uh, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, roses. There's all oh. roses. Thank you. Wow. Ooh, an ovation? Oh, man. Stand- yeah. Half and half. Half standing. That's good, though. That's pretty good. Yeah. I would say. Oh, and now some booze? Oh. What the fuck? This crowd is turning. I was saying boo earns. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about oh, me. Man. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's that's cool though. Um, Amanda and I, Amanda had wanted recently, and I got some uh, Captain Crunch, but the all berry. Oops, all berries. Oh. And I, I didn't know if it was going to be similar to what you had. I, th- I didn't know if it was like all berry type stuff. Named after the popular Britney Spears song. <laughs> Oops, all berries. Yeah. I did it again, in parentheses. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, th- uh, I thought it was just like one of those, you know, understood things. They were. It was a cross promo thing, like when uh, with her and Pepsi. Uh, it was also oops, mm-hmm. all berries. 
Uh, yeah. Real big hit, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, surprising, which is good. It's good for like her. Like when she, she played the uh, the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. um, I think it was with Aerosmith or whatever, and then mm-hmm. she just took handfuls of Oops All Berries and just pelted the audience with <laughs> yeah. them. Yeah. They had, mm-hmm. like, those little, like, it was like a marshmallow shooter, but they would, like, mm-hmm. put those in there, too, and, like, shoot them, like, straight into people's mouths, but, like, mostly eyes. And there was some controversy after that because mm-hmm. people got injured, mm-hmm. and then the NFL was like, look, we're playing in a Super Bowl. What, we're not going to fill it with cereal? Come on. It's right That's, there. That was pretty genius, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I would like to imagine the amount of cereal and milk that would need to fill any given stadium in the United States. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think that's something that needs to be known. Is that is that been anywhere online that you've heard so far uh let me look it up let's see pornhub.com nfl facts uh let's see here and uh it says 14 boxes of shredded mini wheats will do it oh so, wow interesting yeah they swell they swell, they with swell. Milk, you know that's interesting yeah. um yeah. huh and then i imagine probably upwards of like 10 10 20 gallons of milk yeah, Probably. yeah, it doesn't take a lot. No. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it swell, it swells when you <laughs> no. put it in. <laughs> I like your idea, by the way, that uh, Pornhub is the is the only place that you would go search online for everything. It's like the the hub for everything uh, in the future or yeah. now. Uh, mm-hmm. Kind of like in Wally, it's like the the B and L, the by and large or whatever. It's like, mm-hmm. what if it's not going to be like Costco is our future? What if Pornhub is our future? What if it takes over Amazon and Facebook and everybody? That'd be like a weird future. I wouldn't expect. Yeah, I think it we're again. all fine with it, just collectively, to ourselves. We're just fine with it. I think we're already there. It's just called the internet, <laughs> and that might be okay too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, and I've been talking about that recently. Uh, not Pornhub, Pornhub. but uh, mm-hmm. but the internet and uh, and how different it's become and how uh, it's shaped the s- society and everything. It's a, it's a very oh, interesting I, concept. I was imagining <clears throat> a conversation between the two of you, where uh, you were like, "Hey." Uh, you hear about this thing? It's uh, it's called the internet. And she's like, yeah, I've heard something about huh. that. I've heard some rumblings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Uh, just a let little me, bit. Let me check Pornhub real quick and see. <laughs> see if you can get online. Get, this get, internet get thing. Some good articles on there. <laughs> Gotta get my dial up going. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, any more with your Frankenberry? Uh, do you like it? Do you like it more than the uh, boo? Was I, it the the booberry? Booberry and Frankenberry. Yeah. yeah. Yes, uh, I, I do enjoy the Frankenberry. Um, I was terrified that this one was going to go stale. Otherwise, mm. I would have saved this for last. Yep. Um, okay. But uh, it's good. Yeah, it's still yeah. crunchy, you know. Fuck It'll yeah. probably go stale here in the next week. But guess what? It won't have the chance to because it's going to wind up <laughs> in my guts. Nice. Um, so Count Chocula will, uh, mm. will be the final one. So awesome. I don't know. I'm going to see if I can save a little bit from each box and... Uh, Mix them all together mm. and have a have a real uh, General Mills suicide. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds very dark. <laughs> I know. <laughs> have you heard that urban legend about the General Mills suicide? Some guy in Tulsa did it. <laughs> Wait, this was somebody in the military that killed themselves? Well, oh. no, it's uh, much cooler than that. <laughs> no way. It's just when you get all their limited edition Halloween cereals together in a bowl. It's pretty much that. It's pretty, it's pretty cool, though. It's pretty cool. I, I was uh, texted by my friend Ross this mm. past week, and uh, he did correct me that Count Chocula is not available year-round. But um, yeah. to that, I have to say, prove it. Mm-hmm. Prove it, Lictai. Yep. So the ball is in your court. So I think that's a sports thing. So. <laughs> 
I don't know how it works, but I've heard that yeah. phrase. So. Dr- dribble it or something? I, that's the Shoot thing. your I shot? Don't, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. Two, three points? I don't get it. Why mm-hmm. can't you just get one? Maybe you can. I don't know. Yeah. I think it's difficulty-based. Yeah, probably. Yeah. And if you kick it or not, I don't know. <laughs> uh. <laughs> He's going for the kick. <laughs> Well, on to some uh, unfortunate news. Uh, recently, yeah. uh, I think it was just the other day that I saw this, Netflix uh, had canceled, uh, I think we talked about that, had canceled Iron Fist, but then they went and mm-hmm. canceled Luke Cage as well, man. They did. Yeah, I saw that over the weekend. <sighs> I don't sorry. like it, but here's my thinking on this. Okay. All right, so in the comics, Iron Fist and Luke Cage are best friends, mm. and they shared a comics book series okay. for many years called... Uh, Power Man and Iron Fist, uh, and then it later went on to become Heroes for Hire. Mm. So I'm thinking that maybe they'll just combine those two casts mm. okay. together, which I would love. Yeah, uh, The fans have been waiting for it, and um, we're going to start picketing very soon. Okay, cool. So keep your eyes out, mm-hmm. um, and if you have any signs you want to pre-make, go right ahead. Okay. And we'll wait. I'm going to put in some murder noises right there. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see. I'll have to find it. Yeah. 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 But uh, um, I was, I saw this news. I was very upset. Uh, I hope that's what's working out is what you're saying though. Mm -hmm. Cause I, even though I don't watch this show uh, yet, I mean, I'm hoping to, and then I know that you obviously like Luke Cage a lot more and I thought it, you know, you said it got better as well. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, it's, it's so weird that both series got better in their second mm-hmm. seasons, and then they're they're canceled. I'm really surprised about Luke Cage because that yeah. was like a big, like social thing mm-hmm. on uh, on Twitter and whatnot when that first season came out. People fucking love that show. Yeah, um, and I think that Mike Coulter's a fantastic, uh, fantastic Luke Cage, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I, I just want to see him continue on in that role. Um, yeah. If, so if you were at a comic con and you saw him, uh, mm-hmm. would you let him? My punch? pants would fly right off my body. Well. Obviously, because that's like your mm-hmm. go-to response with excited mm-hmm. things. But uh, would you? And then I was slided a Ninja Turtle-sized trench coat over myself. <laughs> I imagine like a transformer, and you're just like, "This is not my final form." <laughs> <laughs> but <clears throat> in all honesty, uh, if you met Mike, Mike Coulter, is that what you said his yeah. name is? Uh, would you let him punch you in the face? Uh, yeah. I, you know, mm-hmm. honestly, I'd let most people punch me in the face. I probably okay. deserve it for some some reason. You know, <laughs> as long as they give me a heads up. You know. Okay, so that's cool. Yeah, so you're just cool with it in general. But uh, yeah, I, I figure you know, it'd be kind of cool to get punched by uh, Luke Cage. That'd just be kind of cool thing. So mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if that'd be something you'd be down for, but I did already email email him and say that um, you. I said Brent said some things about your girlfriend and her wife. I'm not sure that you have. You should punch him in the mm-hmm. face. He lives here. And I gave him your address. <laughs> so he's going to... drew a map? <laughs> yeah, he's probably going to come by because you said some really bad stuff in that letter. Oh, wow. So, well, but you're going to meet him and that's what I was I trying to be Now I feel like your, it's fueled by anger. Well, I was trying I, to be your friend. I will just turn into to brown mist at that point. Just <laughs> Is that your superhero? Yeah, it's brown like if mist. you were to take chocolate... Chocolate quick powder, pour it in your mouth, and then like cough. It would just, just right out, right out. Is that and then how I would you do appear. It? it is I, the brown mist. 
you just like throw some in your mouth and spit it out, and then you appear in that that mist, mm-hmm. quote unquote. And then uh, people are like, "Well, we saw you walk up though with that." Yeah, but I like wave them off, like don't look at me. You know, one of those things while I'm okay. filling my mouth with sure. powder. Yeah. Well, you sneak mm-hmm. up when you can, obviously, like around yeah. chairs or dumpsters or whatever, mm-hmm. what have you. Ch- chairs and dumpsters. <laughs> the two main <laughs> obstacles you could yeah. hide behind. <laughs> <laughs> automobiles nope nope <laughs> buildings uh-uh you see like, a street full of, of cars and you're like where are the goddamn chairs and dumpsters <laughs> i can't hide by anything <laughs> transition now uh over to veronica mars uh revived by yeah. hulu for another yes. season man see that i'm very excited about yeah oh absolutely very excited about I know both you and I love Veronica Mars, as mm-hmm. do our wives, and um, man, I'm I'm super pumped yeah. about this. It sounds like the the first series that's, or I guess the first revived season. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be based on the uh, the first audio, or I'm sorry, the first uh, book. The sort novel. of, yeah. So uh, I have an idea of that. Yeah, because I had read the books. You haven't read those though, right? Because you don't read books without so pictures. I, we started listening to the audio book cool. uh, a few months ago. Okay, uh, cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That Kristen Bell narrates the first one, which is cool. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we she listen does. to, to yeah. one word a day. <laughs> Still going. a very long time. Yeah. It's hard for me yeah. to catch up because we listen to one word, but then I need a recap. So <laughs> I listen I'm, to the previous three words. Yeah. I get back to it. And I'm, I'm like, what's she going to say? And then it's like, the. And I'm like, fuck. Uh, we wasted all this time. Mm-hmm. Cliffhanger well, again. Yeah. Damn. Uh, but no, it's cool to, that audiobook is cool because it, Kristen Bell narrates it. And so it's, it feels really like the show and everything, but, yeah. uh, but this is cool. Um, the first book is called the thousand dollar tan line and it's, it takes place in, in uh, spring break in Neptune, California, California, where the show takes place. And, um, it's about like Veronica being a private eye during that. And some people go, some like girls go missing at spring break and it's like, is it related or what's going to happen or whatever? And then they kind of announced this new uh, revival and they were like it's like spring break in neptune and someone goes missing so it's like okay that's gonna be it but i read some other things there was a tweet from uh rob thomas uh not of matchbox 20 but of veronica oh. mars fame i know okay. you yeah what are we even talking about then wait what what are you talking about it's 3 a.m i'm getting lonely. i'm talking about the matchbox 20 revival oh yeah. okay yeah i'm all in are they yeah even, they're probably still banned are they that drummer still smoking the same cigarette that he started <laughs> 20 years ago. He does one puff a day mm-hmm. for every yeah, word that exactly. you read yep. or hear, yep. yeah. Um, Puts it out with a calming wind, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so Rob Thomas had said that it's actually not going to be a an adaptation of that book. It's a similar plot line, like, on the basis, but it's a different story, and it takes place, like, years later after the books do. So I'm really curious to see what actually comes about with this because uh, I was hoping for, for me being a fan, I like the book so much it was a good um, continuation of the story and then this series is really cool but I didn't want to necessarily just see the same story that I've already read I want mm-hmm. something new to add on to it so personally I would rather them not do like a an interpretation of something they've already done you know just do a new story because we're not going to get you know we're getting more and more over the years but you never know when it's going to run out we're not going to get new stories from this so in a follow-up tweet Rob Thomas says I want to push you around well I will well I will <laughs> man why did he say that I don't know. Just I think he angry. just is a, a super big fan of Matchbox 20. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense because uh, of he's which kind of in. He's in, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I'm excited for this. I think it comes out in 2019 is the goal, from yes. what I understand. So mm-hmm. next year, 
which would be cool. Um, I'm always excited for any anything Veronica Mars, so. Yeah, uh, do you think they would ever replace Veronica on Riverdale with Veronica Mars just for like one episode and they oh. don't acknowledge it? They just go with it. I, w- <laughs> it's like, I like this idea. I, I, I wonder if they could just do like a crossover episode, but I like where your head's at where they just replace an entire character and don't talk about it and then she comes back. You know, back at, let's see, the beginning of the, when was it? Back in May into June, there were a lot of Fox movies on Blu-ray and DVD that were re-released, but they had Deadpool on the cover. Oh, yeah, yeah. You remember seeing those uh-huh, where yeah. it had, like, Deadpool, like, integrated into, like, the the cover artwork for mm-hmm. whatever movie it was. It was totally non-Deadpool or X-Men related. It yeah. was just another Fox property, and they just did that kind of as a tie-in. Mm-hmm. What if they do that for <laughs> for Riverdale and other, like, shows just to, like, kind of co-advertise Veronica Mars coming back? Yeah. Just, totally unrelated she just Man. shows up in other things but i like the idea because she's like one of my favorite characters so i would love to see her in anything like she would fit in so well in riverdale she would solve all this crime so fast like they're showing um avengers age of ultron on <laughs> fx and uh when tony starks uh calls for uh for veronica it's just uh-huh. <laughs> Kristen bell in the sky just firing these so that big ass thing coming down to fight the hulk it's just like a little little Kristen bell <laughs> yeah I like that. I mean, I watch a lot of these properties, so yeah, I mean, this yeah. is not even like cover art. You should just actually reshoot everything. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Put Kristen Bell in it. When you're done uh, emailing Mike Coulter insulting things uh, I've said about his uh, uh-huh. his beloved, uh, go ahead and put a word into who owns it. The WB, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. The WWWWB. Let them know that this this has been greenlit by us. Yeah. It has the LTAS seal of approval. They're like, who are these guys? They came up with such confidence, just said these were green, that I guess we got to do it. <laughs> In the subject line, it says, go ahead and do this. So I guess I guess we move forward. I wonder how far we can get the production with that before they could say no. And I can like, only oh, imagine it would be very far. Oh, yeah. Well, we mm-hmm. should try it for, yeah. for science, I guess, mm-hmm. for the show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, yeah, looking forward to some VMARs coming up soon. Hail, yeah. Boom. Well, uh, you want to get us some stuff that we both watched? Hell yeah. <laughs> Did you oh, just copy I... and paste that sound in there? <laughs> you lazy fucker. I'm just going to save that. Just insert that in the entire show. Hell, Hell yeah. yeah. Cut out the rest of your, your conversation. <laughs> well, uh, so I watched a, a bunch of stuff recently. There's actually a lot more than I'm going to talk about today, but um, mm-hmm. some specifically horror-related oh stuff. Oh, my God, I get it. You have eyeballs. Oh, I'm so sorry. Look, I like movies. Um, yeah. I watch a lot of them, and uh, some of them TV shows. Uh, I also like Cheetos, um, Oreos. Um, Ladies, are you listening? I got... <laughs> Wait, am I listening? Am I, am I listing stuff that I like? Is that what we're doing? Uh, I would assume so. Oh, okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Coca Cola, mm-hmm. not Mister Pib, RC Cola. Mm-hmm. These are things that I like. <laughs> <laughs> Good? The Stephen Fisher podcast, starring Brent Hibbert. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, so I watched uh, some horror stuff. I wanted to bring up on the show. So one was a movie from my childhood that I haven't seen in a while called The Gate. Uh, that okay. was on Shudder because I had uh, gotten a little limited edition, uh, not limited edition, but like limited time 
uh, thing for Shutter, so they could watch some stuff. And uh, the gate was showed up on there. So, have you ever heard of this movie? Uh, or seen it? No, no. But real quick on the the Shutter app, because mm. you're talking about that like free week trial or whatever, yeah. which I think now, I'm probably passed. From now. from what I understand, they put a ticking clock. And a Grim Reaper up in the upper corner, so you yeah. know exactly how much time you've got left. Well, in the upper corner of whatever room you're watching, I don't know how they get him there, but it's terrifying. Mm-hmm. They just put him in the yeah. corner, he watches you, and he points at you with a, yeah, uh-huh. grim yeah. look on his face, basically, you would say. Mm-hmm. And it's the only look he's he got. He slices his throat, he does that like motion all the time, which mm-hmm. is very threatening, mm-hmm. um, and it's off-putting. But yeah, and it lasts for a week, and then um, you can give him like... Um, candy and stuff. He usually he's cool. He's cool. His name's his name's uh, Tom. So it's cool. <laughs> he's a cool guy. He's a cool sure. guy. <laughs> but I watched The Gate on Shutter. Yeah. Uh, and The Gate is a a movie that I grew up with, and it's a there's a an actor named Stephen Dorff. This was his first movie. He's he was like a kid actor. Uh, he was in Blade. Oh yeah, from Dorff goes golfing. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you've seen Blade, right? right? You know uh, Stephen Dorff is because he's yeah. the he's the bad guy or whatever in, mm-hmm. in that. Um, yeah. And I've always liked him. He's he's a cool actor or whatever. But um, he's he's like a kid in this. He uh, he smokes e-cigarettes if I remember correctly. <laughs> those infomercials. Does he really? I was like, what are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, those those blue mm. electronic cigarettes. Uh-huh. I remember seeing those like ten years ago. Uh, I I thought at first you were saying something from Blade, and I was like, is there a part where he smokes e-cigarettes? Were e-cigarettes a thing when Blade came out? That's weird. It was very forward thinking, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but also still did not hold up well. Um, but no, so it's it's like this uh, movie where a tree in his backyard gets hit by lightning or something like that, and they have to take it out. And the hole that is left, uh, there's Becomes a geo. poltergeist? Well, sort of. It's sort of like a, it's a pit, it's a gateway to hell, the gate. It's a gate to oh hell. Oh my God. So it opens up, it's like what, what if your suburb, you know, backyard opened up a gate to hell? And what would happen if you're like a kid at home alone with this like sister babysitting you and stuff? So Home alone. Kevin! <laughs> with, with like demons. Uh, but it's good. Yeah. It's, uh, it was fun. It was, rewatching that was really fun. It was like uh, a nostalgia bomb to the face. It's like, uh, I was trying to describe it to Amanda. It's, I couldn't oh, tell that, you. that'd be a good blurb for the poster. <laughs> nostalgia bomb a to nostalgia the face. nostalgia bomb. Bomb to the face. Wait, what? <laughs> I can't even repeat it so good. <laughs> a nostalgia bomb to the face. I like it. The more you say it, man. Mm-hmm. Really yeah. digging that. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it was really cool to watch it because I was telling Amanda that it's, instead of like, I couldn't tell you what was going to happen next. I couldn't tell you what happened in the movie. But as it played out, I remembered every scene like vividly. Um, weird things like his sister's uh, babysitting him, and her, sis- her her friends come over, and they all have like crazy '80s outfits on and stuff, and haircuts and whatever, and they like dye their hair like purple, uh, like little strands, whatever. And I was like, man, I, re- I remember like every little detail of this movie. It's crazy. It was kind of ingrained, yeah. uh, and it was cool though. It had some some like stop motion effects for the demons and stuff. They're like these little guys that come oh, out of the yeah. ground. And they can form into like bigger monsters, um, so they kind of like claymation around a little bit. And mm-hmm. It's kind of fun. Uh, so like old school, but but cool. Um, but I liked it. It was it was good to see it again. It's been a long time since I've seen that one, so it was fun to revisit. Damn it! I was trying to catch you on that one. You've what? been practicing. <laughs> I have not been practicing. Uh-huh. What did I do? What? <laughs> Instead of uh, it's been a while. Oh, you said it's been a long time. Randy got me on that one earlier too. So. I try, I try to avoid it, but I have not been uh, actively. That's why I do it all the time on here in accident. Then I, right afterwards, I'm like, fuck, mm-hmm. I did it again. 
I will be paying attention, Stephen mm-hmm. Fisher. Okay. I will be okay. waiting for every misstep. Sounds good, man. Mm-hmm. I'm going to hold it back so you can't. I probably will let one slip through, though. Yeah, you will. Yeah, damn it. And I will be waiting. Uh, so another one that I revisited was All the Boys Love Mandy Lane. And this what one is, is available this? on Netflix now. So A horror movie? This is a horror movie. Um, it stars Amber Heard. Um, Never and... heard of her. <laughs> You're so proud. <laughs> so this has a really weird history that I have to explain because it, it, de- it directly affects how I've felt about the movie in the past. Uh, this has a similar um, trajectory of a production hell that Cabin in the Woods did. So All the oh. Boys Love Mandy Lane was um, made in 2006, okay? Mm-hmm. And it did the festival circuit, and it was released in the UK in like 2008, finally. But it wasn't released in the US until 2013, I believe. Oh my god. So a bunch of years had passed, uh, a bunch of years specifically in a horror landscape, uh, so, like I mentioned, it's similar to Cabin in the Woods because Cabin in the Woods was also shelved for a while and then re- released later. And it's a similar thing with this. Uh, All the Boys Love Mandy Lane had like a distributor, and then they went bankrupt, and so they held it for a long time. But by the time it got released, it was released even after the Cabin in the Woods was. So imagine like how changed you were after watching that movie for like watching horror movies, right? It kind of changed the landscape. Yeah. And then watching this one after that with kind of a similar idea, I I had heard of it. I think I found out about this movie in like 2007 or 2008, and I had been waiting for it for years and years, and then it finally came out, and the world had kind of changed, and I, w- I didn't like it as much as I had heard it was supposed to be really good um, at the time when, it was, when I heard about it in like 2007, 2008. So when I watched it in 2013, I didn't like this movie. I had really built it up in my head, but it didn't last. It didn't really work for me anymore. Uh, however... I wanted to try it again because I heard good things, and I tried it again now because it was on Netflix, and it had really improved for me when I kind of removed the context that I had placed it in before. It became a much better movie, and I think it's really fun and different. Um, and it's kind of like a similar thing to like any of those, like Cabin in the Woods, or like it reminded me of like Tucker and Dale versus Evil, like some killers in the woods, and these teenagers can't, don't have cell reception, and they they're like like stupid drunk teenagers are keep trying to have sex with each other and like all this like all the like stereotypical stuff but it has some cool moments in there too and some cool storylines uh that change it up and then uh so yeah i liked it it was cool but uh you said you had never heard of this one before Before? no no i just looked it up uh looks like it's streaming on the just watch (laughs) streaming on netflix (laughs) uh looked it up on the just watch app um so is this a a comedy it is it is a horror movie, and I would say it's pretty much straight horror. Straight it's, horror. Uh, it has a grindhouse aesthetic, is that what they say? It's, it's, it's kind of like a grungy looking, like the colors are kind of yellowish and like toned down a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it has like, they have like parts that kind of look like scratchy and stuff. So again, imagine like 2006, you know, grindhouse came out around that time, you know, like that was mm-hmm. kind of popular then. When I watched this seven years later, you know, it was kind of like that was got, that was done. And it kind of looked dated, but now it's kind of like, well, that's cool. I can forgive it for the time period it was in, and, it, and it's cool. It works. Um, it kind of – the guy who did it was inspired by, like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It takes place in, like, South Texas. It's, like, very, like, old-school 70s looking. Um, the ending was really cool, not to, like, spoil it, but, like, the way the credits go, it's kind of like a 70s movie as well. It was kind of cool with the music and the way they did, like, the 
they would do like a splash screen of color with the the actor on it and the character or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the movie that has rats dressed up as cats. Is that <laughs> am I understanding this correctly? Is that what you're saying? Yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it has this real it, cool like western aesthetic. <laughs> you know what? Really maybe it does spoil it, but you have to see it. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Just hearing about it sounds a little bit silly, What's, but once you see it, you guys, get it. Get in there. Um but so then I, I was watching this the other day, and another cool thing, as I noticed it, I had heard about this so many years ago, I didn't really follow who had made it, uh, but it's it's Jonathan Levine was the uh, director of this, and he... This oh, was from his, Maroon like, 5. From yeah. Mar- Every time I see his name, I th- I'm like, that's not him, right? That'd be weird. <laughs> Boy, uh, this is love really has taken its toll. <laughs> but he... Uh, he made All the Boys Love Mandy Lane as like his directorial debut uh, after film school. And then he made a movie called The Wackness, which is also Netflix, but I've never seen. Uh, and then he made 50-50 with Seth Rogen and uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, where uh, he starring has cancer. Joseph Gordon-Levitt's uh, shaved head. It's starring his shaved head, exactly, mm-hmm. yeah. which is a good movie. Uh, yeah. And then he made, years later, he made The Night Before, which is why, like one of my favorite Christmas movies. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's that guy. Um he did Warm Bodies, which is a, a funny zombie movie that I like a lot from 2013. Yeah, we've seen that. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. That was good. Mm-hmm. Um, it has Beast in it, right? Uh, yeah, it has, uh, I can't remember his name, but yeah, Beast yeah, from just, the We next just call him Beast. We just okay, call them cool. uh, superhero characters now. That's well, the cool. dominant name right. for them. Yep. Go ahead. That works. Yeah. His name is uh, definitely not Nicholas Holt. Um, definitely no. Beast. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, and so I was like, oh, I like this guy. That's interesting to see, like, the guy that did The Night Before also did All the Boys Love Mandy Lane with, like, this grindhouse western aesthetic it's kind of interesting so that was kind of cool does it and, uh, actually take it. place in the past or is it just look no like that's it? what's cool about it um i respected it more this time I, I didn't the first time but this time i noticed a lot of the 70s vibe and like what they were going for a little bit okay. um yeah i did actually notice by myself that it seemed like texas chainsaw massacre uh, there's some like shots that are framed in a very interesting way that are kind of like stark and dusty and you can kind of feel the heat and there's mm-hmm. like a a unique way to do that, and they, they really captured it in this. Um, but it doesn't take place then. It takes place in modern day when it was made, basically. Um, it just has, like, this feeling that kind of, like, throws you back to those old-school um, kind of slasher fl- flicks and stuff, so. Man, this sounds like a really good movie. Yeah, I definitely want to watch cool. this. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I would recommend it now. I used to be so disappointed when I actually watched it. Uh, and then now I'm glad it was just on Netflix again. Like, you have no idea. Like, I literally had heard about this for so many years, but when I finally watched it, I had to, like, it was like released in the United States and I had to go like find it. Like it was like so hard to get. And then it's now it's just like on there. It's so crazy how things change over time, but, uh, but it's cool. I would recommend it. So, well, uh, while you're on Netflix, might I recommend that you pair this movie with another Netflix horror film, uh, not produced by Netflix, but it is streaming there. Uh, 2007's teeth. Featuring <laughs> vagina it's on Netflix. Yep. <laughs> I just saw that the other day. And uh, oh my boy, God. that was a, uh, we watched that over at your house when you lived here in, uh, in Oklahoma. Yep. And boy, that was, that was fun to watch as a group. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. I, it's, it's funny. I've still never seen the full movie of teeth because a lot of it's really boring. I just fast forward to all the fun parts. Yeah. Uh, but man, I, I can't recommend that movie enough. Definitely watch that with your parents. <laughs> it is crazy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> It makes company, you know, you next family yeah. get together. I don't know. Like maybe a church a function. Yeah. yeah. Like trick, trunk or treat. Show yeah. it there. Yeah. yeah. That's a good yeah, one for that. Good. Yeah. yeah. Good times. Uh, what was your, your other movie that you watched? So, uh, a few weeks ago on the podcast, I was trying to remember a show that I heard about that was supposed to be really good for horror stuff. And it was channel something. 
that's that's definitely scary scary okay. to me, the the children part no uh, pig. but uh i at the time i was trying to look it up and i i was thinking it was like channel four i was like googling it on the podcast and uh channel four <laughs> by the way is did you start did you start at one and just kind of work your way forward <laughs> that's the thing that wouldn't work for me but it's yeah. i knew it was channel something and then channel mm-hmm. four popped up with some horror show that i was that I wasn't looking for and I was like, Channel 4 sounds familiar. And it's like, I realized later, Channel 4 is just a really popular British television station that I had heard of many times. <laughs> That's like the only reason BBC I knew 4? it. <laughs> yeah, it's like BBC 4 or whatever. And I was yeah. like, oh, I just know that. Uh, but no, so it's Channel Zero. Channel Zero okay. is a the name of a show. And it is on Shudder. It, it streams exclusively on Shudder. But I don't know what it actually first aired on. I think it's a sci-fi show, actually. Sci-fi, the television station. Okay. Um, Channel Zero is a, um, you would like it, uh, it's six episodes, um, each okay. season is an anthology, I've heard it is a, a stripped down um, American Horror Story, which I still haven't seen, but I know you have, mm-hmm. so uh, this supposed to be like, kind of more streamlined stories for that, uh, but they are based on creepypastas from online, Oh yeah. Uh, which are, for those that don't know, uh, I had to look this up to realize like where all this came from, but essentially back in the early internet, people would post these online urban legends called creepypastas and um, they would get passed that's around. How we got, that's how we got ramen noodles. That's, <laughs> well, interesting fact about those, that's a, that was a long time ago before the internet. The creepypasta has been swirling this entire time, spiraling, mm-hmm. you might say, mm-hmm. yep. like Uru, Uru Mazaki, is that his name? <laughs> Uzumaki, nailed it Uzumaki, the first time you got nailed it. it. <laughs> If I'm not looking at that book, I will never remember what that is. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, so they, they've had these creepypastas. It's like where Slim, Slender Man came from. Is, he's a creepypasta. Um, mm-hmm. And Channel Zero is like basically some guy took these stories that somebody had posted online and then they kind of fleshed them out or changed them or whatever and made them into like a full season. Um, so each season is based on a new creepypasta. And I'd heard really good things. Uh, Slash Film always recommends this show and says it's the the best horror show on TV that you're not watching. And I was like, whatever, it's sci-fi uh, channel, you know, which is usually shitty. And uh, and I was like, whatever, it's probably not that good. This is like so fucking good. I loved th- these two. Uh, I watched the first two seasons. And again, there's six episodes apiece. You said you've watched the, the first two seasons? Yeah, so there are... Four seasons. Uh, I guess there is a fourth season airing on October 26th through the 30th, I guess. Um, So it's coming out. And then the third one, I guess, is aired on Sci-Fi, but it's still not on Shudder. I've been waiting for it. Um, But the first two are great. Um, And they're just based on different premises. The the first one is about a a guy who goes back home to uh, his hometown he hasn't been in since he was like a teenager or like a tween or whatever. And there's some television show that he and his friends remember happening during like the 86 to like 87 season or whatever, or like for a few months, one year. And there were a bunch of uh, kids that went missing at that time. And they, they, these kids all remember this like really creepy pirate puppet show that happened in like the 80s. And then like uh, the creepy boss that's based on is like, he tells his mom uh, when he's older, and his mom was like, yeah, I used to just sit in front of the TV and watch the static. I never knew what you were watching. Hmm. And so that's like the creepypasta is like short or whatever, but the, the television show like goes into that a lot more. Like, is this, is this show affecting the kids? Like, is it real? Like, who's made it? All this kind of stuff. So it's really like cool and creepy and different. The uh, second season is about a 
uh, a haunted, it's called the No End House, and it's a haunted house that shows up in a different location every year around the, the world, I guess. And um, there are six rooms that get scarier and scarier, and it's like a, a psychological scary house, essentially. And it's about some friends that go in there and like each room that they encounter in that room. Um, so it's really cool. I like haunted houses a lot. So that was really cool. But um, so mm. far this season or these, this series has been phenomenal. The acting is great. The stories are creepy as fuck. Um, they are very inventive. They're uh, constantly eating pasta. Constantly. <laughs> it's always reference. creepy pasta. It's like spiders <laughs> in there and stuff. It's so gross. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's really good. I would highly recommend it. Um, it honestly, Shutter is not that much for a month. It's only like five or six dollars a month. Um, mm-hmm. And I, like last year, I was like, I won't, I won't have this all year. But I think like around Halloween, I'll kind of keep getting it. And this year, it's been great. And this this show alone is worth the price of Shutter. Um, it is so good. So. And you said each season is about six episodes long, right? So it's not so far, yeah, not a huge season, commitment. Yeah, and they're really quick. They're like forty-two um, minutes hours. each. So 40, 40, 42 hours. <laughs> so they're okay. <laughs> they're long episodes, yes, but there's uh-huh. fewer of them, so it feels fast. Okay. Totally cool, easily bingeable. <laughs> Just over two weeks. Uh, Let me run yeah. this by you. I, I feel like there's a marketing opportunity for mm-hmm. Chef Boyardee to make actual creepy pasta. I yeah. So so what if it was like they just borrow a bunch of b's and o's from mm-hmm. alphabet soup okay and put you know some booze in there yep and you know the kids will figure out on themselves how to spell boob yeah you know that'll be it that'll be a fun little thing <laughs> they can do it you know and poop yeah do the other way oh yeah you can like uh-huh. cut the the little like stem of the yeah. the bee off you know the gut of the bee cut that <laughs> yeah. right off there uh poop um and then they start making pasta molds of john waters face and they put mm-hmm. that in there that's pretty creepy right? yeah that'd be absolutely creepy yeah you know so hatchet face hatchet face oh my god <laughs> and slender man and you got yourself a pasta <laughs> hey speaking of slender man i saw earlier that uh the slender man movie that came out was it earlier this year or last year or whatever something like that yeah eight percent on rotten tomatoes so Oof. yeah pretty good i'm looking forward to watching that <laughs> i never really heard of i mean i've heard of slender man i never really paid attention to that creepy pasta mm-hmm. or whatever it was but um i read about it because of this stuff and there there were these two uh teenage girls i guess or like tweens whatever mm-hmm. who tried to to murder their friend to like satiate the slender man a few yeah, years ago they, they attacked her yeah, yeah. i did not life, know about though. this yeah, yeah. That was fucked and up, it was yeah. i read about it it was cre- it was crazy man it was uh, yeah. super creepy but uh yeah, it's pretty weird, but Channel Zero uh, is really cool. I love the idea that they're kind of taking an internet phenomenon and making it into a show, and they, they flesh them out in a really good way, um, a little bit more than the actual cre- creepypastas that they're based on. So, um, But yeah, highly recommend it. It's really cool. Are you watching the the third and fourth seasons? So mm-hmm. I've been waiting for the third one to show up on Shudder because they said it would be in October, and uh, the fourth one I, I think I would wait. I'm, I'm kind of thinking about waiting for both of them, though. I kind of want to wait for next year and... Mm-hmm. I, I, I would probably revisit Channel Zero anyway and like rewatch the seasons again next year because it's it's really good. But um, it'd be fun to have like, two full seasons at least next year that I'd be able to watch. They might even have another one by then because Channel or uh, season three was in like February of 2018, and then season four is in October. Mm-hmm. So they could even do more. I don't know. So well, that's cool. Yeah. So I like them. I I'm, I'm cool with a, like the waiting for it for another year, though. If I get two more next year, that'd be kind of fun. So I might just end up yeah. doing that. It'd be one of those things where you, like you said, you check in every October or so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of get shutter again and then, yeah, watch those. So, um, but yeah, really good. So 
Awesome. Well, yeah. I too watched a show mm-hmm. on a streaming platform. Yeah. The platform I'm talking about is Netflix. And the show I'm talking about stars a devil, a dare devil. Seventh Heaven? Seventh Heaven. Is that what you watched? Yeah. Again, creepy. The dad. We all know what he did in real life. Yeah, so I was a fucking Daredevil. monster. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Uh, so I was Daredevil, though. Daredevil, season three. Mm-hmm. 13 episodes. Seemed to just fly right by. I, uh, I loved it. Awesome. That's good. Okay, so there are some nits I can pick mm-hmm. about Daredevil season three, but for the most part, it was enjoyable. Um, I've liked all the seasons of Daredevil so far. Mm-hmm. Thought he was great in the Defenders as well. Um, I would assume we're going to get a season four, mm-hmm. but I assume that about Luke Cage and <laughs> Iron Fist as well. So, know. you know, who knows how this is going to go, but there's, um, holy shit, like, I know we talk about in the MCU the different, like, villains and how mm-hmm. some of the Marvel villains are pretty lame or one note or whatever, or they just serve the purpose of giving the hero someone to fist fight at mm-hmm. the end of the movie or whatever. Um, in Daredevil, the Kingpin, um, especially in that first season, which mm-hmm. you've, you've seen, right? You've, I've you've seen that, that first season. season. Yeah. Yeah, so Wilson Fisk, the Kingpin, um, he's a uh, formidable uh, foe mm-hmm. for Matt Murdock, a.k.a. Daredevil. Spoilers. Um, in season three, things go to a whole new level, mm-hmm. and the way the story unfolds is... Uh, pretty awesome cool. and there's some twists to the story mm-hmm. that i didn't see coming and there were man i don't want to say anything too spoilery but there was part of the um one of the sets that i thought looked a little bit lazy on the production mm-hmm. end of things until a thing happened and then i was like oh okay now i totally <laughs> understand what's happening here okay um but man yeah i think they're they're doing a great job on cool, the yeah. show I really hope they get a fourth season. Uh-huh. Um, there's a new villain that is introduced in this this season. Um, and I don't think it's too spoilery to say that uh, we finally get Bullseye in, oh, okay. this, uh-huh. in the series. Um, yeah. That was kind of part of the marketing of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, man, they, they really they set some shit up for uh, season yeah. four. Cool. For sure. So, yeah, looking, looking forward to that be- hopefully becoming a reality, mm-hmm. reality but... Mm, who knows i know you never know but i mean at least with mm-hmm. that like daredevil's kind of the flagship of that you know series of people yeah um mm-hmm. so and obviously he's in the third season where they were just finishing the second seasons and stuff so um i would hope that it's doing well and keeps going and same thing with jessica jones um so far i like that show a lot so yeah um but yeah i wonder like what will end up happening like you said with iron fist and um uh can't think of these luke cage and everything luke and cage, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, on their Heroes for Hire or whatever. Like, that'd be a cool spinoff mm-hmm. instead if they did that or if they came up with another Defenders thing eventually. But um, at least Daredevil, I mean, seems to be doing very well and the characters seem to be very intriguing and stuff. So, yeah. There, I, there's I a lot of story there. Out of yeah. all of the, the Netflix characters, I think Daredevil has the most um, story storylines to mine from. Sure. Um, because he's just been a... Out of all of the Netflix characters, he's been one of the more consistently popular characters mm-hmm. over the years jessica jones is is popular but she's a relatively new character you know yeah. her series came out in like 2000 2001 something like that gotcha. so not a whole lot of history but daredevil has yeah. been around since the 60s mm-hmm. so there's just uh more there to mind now yeah. one thing i do want to mention is uh one of my nits is that uh in this series 
we never see Matt Murdock in the actual Daredevil costume. Oh, I was going to ask. We do see the Daredevil costume. (laughs) Um, Like hanging up as drag painters? No. uh, It's it's, uh, around and active. Yeah? Mm Mm-hmm. Interesting. It's uh, worn by a a series of rats dressed as cats (laughs) standing atop each other. It's terrifying. Yeah. They're taking over the whole world. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the first time you see it, you're like, I don't remember Daredevil having whiskers. Uh-uh. Mm, I guess That's we'll weird. just see where this goes. This has to be going so. somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, oh, yeah, that's good. Uh, but no, yeah, I don't, I don't want to spoil, spoil that part of it, even uh-huh. though it's, uh, you probably put the pieces together. But So we do kind of get a little bit of best of both worlds. We see Matt Murdock running around. Um, part of the storyline that this season is adapted from is a season where he's back in the, you know, all black costume mm. with the, uh, that like black do rag. It's essentially the iron fist mask, <laughs> that you which wanted for fucking iron drives fist. me nuts. It's like, can we not <laughs> just take that? Can we not have a scene where like later, uh, Matt Murdock's like, Oh yeah. Hey Danny, I found this. Oh, I left, uh, I put it in the bleach, I guess. I don't know. I'm fucking blind. I don't care what go. color it is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Man, it's like they had a proof of concept there and everything. They just didn't go with it. Yeah. In, in the very first season of Daredevil. Yeah. Here's a thing that people seem to like, you know? Man, could have just done that. It's weird. <sighs> yeah, I was, just done that, yeah. I know they've had such issues with uh, their own issue. It's like them doing it to themselves, self-harm of, of costumes and stuff. I don't know why they can't just get that right. But mm-hmm. uh, it's like that's what people want. So I hope at least it, it played out well in the story because it was that plays out where it's like they didn't have the costume yet or like – we're going to show them without their, you know, like Iron Man, um, without his suit, you know, and everything kind mm-hmm. of thing. So maybe it's going to be like yeah. that, but uh, it could be cool. But it, also people want fan service still. They want to see it, <laughs> yeah. you know? So yeah. I don't mind you building up to yeah. doing that. Like in the, the first season of Daredevil, spoilers, in the last uh, 20 minutes of the yeah. first season, he finally gets his, his full Daredevil costume. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we, we earned that. All of season two, he has it. In yeah. the Defenders, he has it. And then uh, they take it away from him in uh, season yeah. three. Weird. So yeah, fair thanks. Enough. Dude, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> they make yeah. their own decisions. They don't listen to us. That's okay. Oh, uh, one other thing I wanted to mention about uh, Daredevil season yeah. three is there is a new character that's introduced. That's a um, a character that works for the FBI, mm-hmm. and I believe he's a um, I don't know the exact uh, territory uh, he would technically come from, but I believe he's a, a Muslim American actor. Mm-hmm. And um, he has some, uh, some, he has like a really compelling storyline. Mm-hmm. And cool. it's something, as I was watching it, I was like, I, I wonder how far they're going to let him go with some mm-hmm. of this stuff. Because with the way I kind of see media, if there are characters of, of certain races or religions or sexual orientations or whatever, um, there are certain certain series that won't like let them be a like three dimensional person, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but this guy, I want to say this without uh, <laughs> getting uh, kicked <laughs> off Twitter or whatever. But like he just like it, it's essentially a character that if it were a white person, you mm-hmm. wouldn't think twice about them going through all of these things are having this questionable behavior mm. or whatever. Mm. And he's a, a stand-up dude. He's a, a guy that works for the FBI. But I just really appreciate them being, letting him be a conflicted character, mm-hmm. regardless of his 
religion or skin color or anything yeah, like that. Cool. You, I, I want to see more of that. I know there, there's a lot of talk about having more diversity in uh, media, mm-hmm. which I totally support, but I don't want them to be just like the the fully altruistic version of that character. I want to see some shades of gray thrown yeah. in there. Shades of brown, really, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I really, really enjoyed that part of yeah. uh, his character. Yeah, cool. Um, mm-hmm. Well, like I always say, whenever you talk about any of these series, uh, it sounds really great, and I'll probably watch it someday, but we'll see. I don't know. <laughs> I still I still haven't seen it. I can't believe this came out. I, I knew it was coming out soon, but when you put it on that you had watched it on the script, I was like, holy shit, I didn't realize it was out already. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like season two just came out, so uh, I'm still needing to watch that one so badly. So These are trucking along. Yeah. This is like the third or fourth Netflix Marvel series to come out this year. Yeah. Oh, that's so, crazy. Yeah, yeah it's so a lot. Doing more and more. And then canceling a bunch. Cool, guys. Actually, it is the fourth because we had Jessica Jones at the beginning of the year, then Luke mm. Cage season uh-huh. two, Iron Fist season two, and then Daredevil season three. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a lot in one year, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's they've crazy. already shot... Uh, Jessica Jones season three and then Punisher season two. Mm. So, God, and there's already, yeah. And I, I was just thinking about Daredevil season two and I was like, yeah. And there's also a Punisher season one and they've already <laughs> shot season two. So I'm yeah. really far behind. God damn. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty bad. Um, so another, uh, we were talking about a few movies that we both watched that we wanted to talk about on the podcast. One that, um, mm-hmm. I had mentioned recently that I watched was the endless, which, yes. uh, I'm so excited to discuss these three movies with you. I am so excited. Oh, I'm so excited for all of these two. But uh, I'm very excited to get your opinion on this one because it was such a different experience that I went through watching that one first and then watching Resolution and then you watching Resolution and then The Endless because Mm -hmm. they are not listed as sequels as we talked about here before, but I think they are like definitely sequels the endless is definitely a sequel you definitely have some feelings about oh my god about this whole thing yeah so i have lots of feelings but i've already kind of gone through those so i'm uh, looking forward to your feelings what do you got okay so all i have to go on is just watching the movie in the order that i watched them right so as i was watching this um i think it was is this like a longer movie i don't know like an hour and 40 something minutes or something like that Mm -hmm. whatever um as I was sitting through this, um, I was like, I don't, I don't imagine this was like a big deal seeing this out of order. So mm-hmm. I, w- I was trying to get in your headspace about it mm-hmm. because it seemed like it was such a different thing. And then once I got further into the movie, mm. I was like, okay, I could see how <laughs> the other one could be ruined. It plays on, way. yeah, we'd have to spoil it. It goes to the end. It's like the, yeah. the whole overall, like what happens basically. Mm-hmm. Like then that's when it's like, oh shit, I definitely should have watched Resolution first. But before we, we spoil yeah. this movie and then Resolution again, um, I, I do want to say that this movie had me where like the first seven or eight minutes into the movie, we, we kind of get a backstory about these two brothers. They grew up in a, in a cult Mm-hmm. And they, they finally got out of it, and we see them as adults, and mm-hmm. they're kind of, one of them is kind of reminiscing mm-hmm. back yeah. on his time at the, at the cold, um, what, what do they call it? There, there's a, a better name that they had, for, it was like a community or something like that, uh-huh. is how they refer to sure. it. And he had fond memories of that, but that's all he knew, mm-hmm. and kind of through the deprogramming process, um, the other brother was like, yeah, that, that shit was very cult-like. I don't want to have yeah. anything to do with those people or, or their 
community or whatever. Whereas the other one's like, well, I really want to go back. I've grew up with these people. Mm-hmm. I had good experiences with them. You know, I want to uh, reconnect with them. Mm-hmm. So um, one of the brothers, uh, the, the one that wants to go back, is giving the other brother, the one who does not want to go back, I don't remember their names. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, he's giving him a haircut. And at oh. a certain point, <laughs> he takes the, uh, you, you see a, a close-up shot of the, the, the brother who's cutting the hair, but you don't uh-huh. see, like, the, the other brother's head. You just hear a noise of, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. as if he just, like, cut a big strip in his hair. And uh-huh. then he turns around, he, like, drops the, the clippers, turns around, and runs out the door. <laughs> and then it shows a wide shot of the brother, like, with his head turned to the side. Uh-huh. And you can just see, like, his hair where it was, because he had longer, like, kind of bushier hair at that yeah. point. His head is turned to the side, and he just looks normal. Then he looks forward, and he has like this, <laughs> this cut. <laughs> like the center of his head is shaved, yeah, where like the a, other two sides are grown out long. You reverse know, mohawk. Yes, yeah. <laughs> that's what it is. And then it cuts to that same shot, but now he's in the uh, therapist's office with that same mm-hmm. haircut. And uh, (laughs) who knows how long he had to, the actor had to have that haircut, you know, Uh, who knows if it was shot on two or three different days or or what that filming gap was, but it's, it's his fault because he's one of the directors and writers. So Mm -hmm. uh, he did it himself. Uh, And they are, he is Justin uh, Benson. The other guy is Aaron Moorhead and their characters are Justin and Aaron. So easy enough. Uh, <laughs> really? Yeah. I never pieced that together. Wow. <laughs> Until just now when I looked at Wikipedia. So there you go. Uh, but yeah, so... Um, I guess they had to, huh? Because that's uh, how those characters are introduced in yeah. uh, Resolution. I was going to say, I don't actually remember what they introduced themselves as, but yeah, I assume mm. that they did, and that's what it was. But uh, but yeah, either way, I mean, they made it easy on themselves. Fair enough, I would too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Don't have to remember another name, so... It's the Tony Danza complex. The what? Tony Danza, mm-hmm. where his character on uh, Who's the Boss was also mm-hmm. named Tony. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. That works. I and, was thinking about, uh, yeah, go ahead. And there's a theory that he wouldn't respond to any other <laughs> any other name for his character. So, so you know, they just like made it that way because he was sure. like refused? Yeah, uh, I don't know how, how credible that theory is, but you know, <laughs> yeah. sounds plausible. I always think about, uh, there's some interview with Will Smith where he talks about uh, the Fresh Prince and how someone was like, you should you should name your character Will, because for the rest of your life, people are going to be screaming, hey, Will, and you want to be saying your name. And then it's like with Carlton, he's like, well, you know, you got Carlton, and he should have just been his name, and he's like, well, his real name is Alfonso, so it might be better, I don't know. <laughs> Carlton might work. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's easier that way. Let's go by yeah. your real name. So uh, yeah. fair enough. But uh, uh, but yeah, so uh, what do you think of this one? And uh, in relation to resolution that, you know, non-spoilery, if you can. Non-spoilery? Unless you want to get into it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I just like uh, cut out for a second. Sure. Um, so I really like this movie mm-hmm. uh, and I okay. liked resolution as well. And I think pairing the two together, mm-hmm. kind of how I did, I don't watch them the, the same day or whatever but relatively recently yeah yeah um i thought it was i really enjoyed it i Uh like that whole experience um i think watching them in the uh proper order because Mm -hmm. there's a word out there that uh (laughs) these movies are connected Uh could really get them a long ways (laughs) (laughs) Uh Um, so i'm i'm 
I've been curious as to uh-huh. what your thought is on the movie itself because you you didn't mention that on the on the previous episode. Yeah. It was like two or three episodes ago. You said that you were so very annoyed by, by the whole <laughs> the whole situation of it spoiling uh-huh. a, a different movie. And so for the endless, I I like the way the story was told. I know there was some. Um, I looked it up online. I think it has a, a pretty high percentage on oh, yeah, Rotten Tomatoes. Do. I think it's like the high 80s, low 90s, something yeah, like that. Yeah, 90s I think for both, but there are very few mm-hmm. reviewers though, like 14 or 7. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But, but still high reviews, yeah. Yeah, um, there are a lot of uh, quiet moments, mm-hmm. but they, I just like the way they're shot. There's something about yeah. how the, the camera is set up mm-hmm. at certain angles. Um, there are times where I was watching this movie and I would do the rewind 15 seconds thing, mm-hmm. you know. Um, there's a, a shot towards the begin of, beginning of the movie where they're going back to the the compound and they stop on the side of the road and they're taking a piss and the, the brother who doesn't want to go back, he's looking at the left side of the road mm-hmm. and the, the camera's behind him. So as his head turns to look at the left, the camera follows his head mm, turning yeah. that way. And the, the background looks a certain way. There's like some, uh, just kind of like a flat road um, that just kind of fades back into the mm-hmm. horizon. He then turns his head to the right. Again, the camera follows him. Same thing on that side, mm-hmm. but slightly different just because that's how scenery changes, right? Sure. Then the brother turns his head back to the left, and now there's a slightly curvy road that's going back behind some mountains, and there's some clouds, and, like, the scenery changed. Hmm. And I didn't quite catch it at yeah, first. Yeah, crazy, yeah. And so I found myself, like... A minute and a half into uh-huh. like the the following <laughs> footage, and I was like, "Wait, did did something change? I felt like Weird. something changed, so I had to go back, uh-huh. rewatch it. I was like, "Holy shit!" Interesting, yeah, that's cool. yeah. It was like a subtle difference, yeah, because there's not like you don't hear like the uh-huh. scenery changing in the background yeah, or yeah. whatever. Did they move uh, around like Inception or anything? Yeah, yeah. It's it's just, just subtle enough that you hmm. know that something that's happened, cool. but sure can't quite put your finger on what or why yeah yeah which happens um, quite frequently in this movie yeah and that's cool um i think i my my most my main issues sorry are the way that the movie played out and then the finding out about the other movie and then being like okay i think that was kind of ruined and then uh so that was that is a big part of it but um for the most part, I like this movie. I think it's cool. I, I, I don't really like the directors as actors. I think that's part of it to me. I like the mm-hmm. rest of the people at the camp. I think the camp director or like the community director and then the, the woman the guy has a crush on. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're both great. I think the rest of the people, like that guy guarding the shack is cool. Yeah. Um, the older grizzled dude. Um, it's the main actors I think are not quite as good. And I thought in Resolution, I thought both of those actors they got were really good as like best friends like dealing with this like crazy situation and everything mm-hmm. so um there's a little issues for me but um i think i would have liked this one more i liked resolution a lot more than i did this one i think but if i had watched that one first and then watched this one i think it would have flowed better and i would have been like that's really cool mm-hmm. um but it's really like it's to get into uh if, if we should spoil it now because that's really the rest of my mm-hmm. points take place for that so spoiler alerts uh, for the endless, uh, from here on out. But, um, the ending, when it, when it really turns out that it's like they're in a loop 
and there's like these bubbles everywhere and it's like oh well that other one's in a loop like you don't even get that you don't even get that resolution in resolution in the movie yeah uh, at the end of that movie you know you don't get all that info info but now you do and so going back and watching that i was like all right well i already knew that they were in a loop the whole time yeah mm-hmm. and so it kind of ruins the entire premise of resolution to me uh mm-hmm. having watched this one first where I was like, well, okay, now there's nothing mysterious about those, but um, it just kind of sucks that that's the way that I ended up watching it, you know? Well, one, how does the movie Looper fit into all this? <laughs> it's and got two, to somewhere. <laughs> and two, at the end of the movie, where you find out the, the creature that was doing the tug of war, again, mm. is a series of rats stacked on top of themselves <laughs> playing tug of war with these, these community the giant people. fucking creepy trench coat wearing <laughs> rat in the woods tugging rope uh, but yeah i don't know like i like parts of it um there's something about these guys the, the this filmmaking group and uh their movies that it's not quite clicking with me personally and mm-hmm. it just might be my my the bad taste in my mouth from the way i watch those and stuff but i like the premise of it i like a lot of aspects of it it just doesn't quite click um, I, I'm a huge sci-fi fan, but I'm specifically a huge sci-fi fan where they, you have sci-fi elements, but in a normal story with normal characters, I think is really fascinating. And these are kind of like high concept ideas of that, where it's like for the most of the movie, you don't know it's anything's really sci-fi or maybe something is, but you're not really sure. And like the way that they end them, it's like, oh, that's so cool. Everything I just saw is so different. And, um, that's a great premise. I love that. I love that idea. But, um, for me, I don't know that these are fully playing into that, so... Yeah, I think I think you get the most benefit out of watching these movies together in the proper order, mm-hmm. knowing that they're connected. Yeah. Because if I were yeah. to watch just the Endless independently, mm-hmm. um, like you did, like the, the time loop thing, okay, that would make sense, but the resolution parts of it yeah. would seem like it's out of a different movie, yeah. really, you know? Yeah. Um, it, it feels like... Uh, like you're missing something. Mm-hmm. Is that is that what you felt when you yeah, first saw like, that part of it? Because I knew about Resolution. And mm-hmm. if you say you didn't, though, at all, and then you'd yeah. be like, who are these guys and whatever, that'd be fine. But I knew about Resolution. I knew it. Like, I recognized those guys in that house from, like, the mm-hmm. trailers I had seen. And so I was like, okay, well, I know this is those guys. And they're there for a long time. They get a lot of expo- exposition from that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, like, inside talking to them. They, like, tell him, like, they've tried to kill themselves all the time and, like, they walk outside and he's like setting the porch on fire. Like there's like so much that happens, you know? Mm -hmm. And I felt like I would have been lost, but I knew it was happening. So I just felt like that was 15 minutes of them in this movie for some reason. And I just know everything that happens in their movie now. And then that's how it played out. Like for the most part, like how it ended, like I knew it already. So, yeah. Yeah. uh, So yeah, it did feel kind of like a little lost or whatever there, but, um, and then for resolution, um, did I just talk about resolution? Did we are we in a loop? What? <laughs> We're a looper. <laughs> the Lost um, Brother movie. I'm seriously not sure if I already said this or not. Oh, fun! This is so weird. <laughs> I did that all the time. Go for it. <laughs> um, man, I'm really weirded out about this whole That's thing, hilarious. and that we were just talking about this. But um, in resolution, um, the the idea that you know the at, at the end of the movie where we find out that they're 
their recordings or things that play out a little mm. bit differently mm-hmm. um, in the movie, like when they listen to the the vinyl record and yeah. the CD and then watch the tapes and everything. Like, I get that it's like a little bit meta, mm-hmm. but I didn't realize it was just because they've already lived that before. Mm-hmm. I thought it was just like alternate mm-hmm. reality versions of a scenario playing out. Okay. So I, I didn't really know there was an actual, like, looping thing. Yes. Either way, I mean, if you saw The Endless, it would, you know, spell it out for yeah. for you as to, to what it was. So I think that's why I liked watching them close to back-to-back sure. like that. Mm-hmm. Because one really kind of informed <clears throat> the other. Mm-hmm. But I could see how that could backfire if you aren't <laughs> told yeah. that you're supposed to watch them in a particular order. Yeah. Yeah, because it doesn't really... Play it. It doesn't really spell it all out in um, resolution. What mm-hmm. what is actually happening to them? They're mm-hmm. just like, can we do it again? But that doesn't really tell you that they're like in a loop, and there's like lots of loops around them, and there are different time periods, and mm-hmm. all the stuff that the endless really like expands on, which is cool. But um, but yeah, when you when you already know it's a loop, you even get more info than than all of the movie resolution told you. So yeah. I had already I went into resolution knowing all of that stuff, and I'm like, mm-hmm. well. Clearly, they're in a loop, and I knew from the from the endless that they get videotapes and all the stuff. You know, I know that's part of the the mythos. Oh yeah, so yeah. it's all already there, um, mm-hmm. and it really did feel like kind of like cheated. You know, that it was like, oh man, I should have just watched that one first. Then you know, so well, yeah, like when I was watching the endless, and they were talking about how the uh, the the people that were in the cult they didn't appear to age at all, mm-hmm. and. I was like, well, what, what is this about? And then we find out because they're in that loop. That's, that's the reason why. Mm -hmm. Um, it it was just kind of interesting to me to get that, I guess that question answered. Yeah. Eventually. Um, even though it was a little bit, a little bit strange. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, I loved the, the guy who was like pissed off. It was just like speed walking that same trail (laughs) over and over again. Yeah. And then, um, that guy's great. Uh, what's his name uh, has to go get him that gun and he goes through that whole process uh-huh. and uh, the guy finally sees the gun on the ground he's like fucking finally and he like fires off into the uh, into the black of night uh-huh. and then you know it kind of the the camera cheats off to the side and doesn't show him kill himself but you see like the blood splatter of him killing uh-huh. himself and then like there's a few beats and then you hear him like respawn yeah. and I was like god <laughs> damn it <laughs> I like that guy so much. I don't know his name. Yeah. Um, he was on Veronica Mars back in the day. He plays yeah. different characters. Um, yeah. He's such a good actor. He's in a loop. <laughs> Do what? I said he's in a loop. Of playing what? I don't know. Different characters on Veronica Mars. <laughs> he's tasked with coming back. That is like true. Like Quantum Leap. They, yeah, that's, they played him as like one character, and they liked him so much they brought him back as a whole other character. Yeah. Um, I told Amanda about this the other day, and she was like, what are you talking about? Those are two different people. And I was like, they're the same actor. They yeah. gave him like a mustache or whatever. <laughs> like It's like so simple. They gave him like a different haircut, and it's so easy or whatever. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's really good. I like him. Um, and uh, yeah, and I, like, I like the concepts of this, like I said. I just don't know uh, how I like the execution overall. And then um, you had mentioned another film because you went back to listen to the Erie International episode about some of these, right? Yeah. I give you false information, and you <laughs> fell right for it. You fucking sucker. Well, here's the here's the thing. So there's another movie that these directors made between Resolution and The Endless called Spring. Mm-hmm. And uh, from what it's you understood, betting. 
<laughs> from what you understood it, uh, on the on Erie International's podcast, I guess, or from what they were saying, that it um, it was part of the same kind of mythos, the same world building. Yeah, right? I, I guess I just misunderstood, and it was just by the same filmmakers, <laughs> which is fine. Yeah, because I w- I was already this was right after I watched Resolution Spring. I, it's also on something easy. It was either on Shutter or Netflix or something. Mm-hmm. I could watch it. Shutter, yeah. Um, and I. Was fa- I would fast forward through it to kind of get the story and be like, where does it connect? If it's going to connect, whatever, and it doesn't, but that's fine. Um, I was, I think it would have been a, it's a fine movie. Um, I know what happens in it. I didn't really watch the whole thing. I watched like sections of it and fast forwarded in between. But um, since you seem to like Resolution and the Endless so much, I think you would really like it. Um, it's mm-hmm. the same kind of filmmaking sensibilities and stuff, and it's the yep. same kind of like. Uh, sci-fi but grounded in like real world stuff but completely different than these um, and it's a cool concept I think I was cool I was just so annoyed by this whole experience uh, at the end of it that I was just like I don't really care for this one either <laughs> whatever and I'll get through it but then I was like yeah. alright well that was pretty cool it's just not you know directly related to these but that's fine yeah. so uh, but yeah. I think you would like it so okay seems like something I would like then Yep. Okay. Well, yeah. I think you would like it, so that does seem like something you would like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> what if they made three other movies where it's like starts off with spring, and then it's uh, summer, mm-hmm. winter, and then death? Oh, spring, summer, up a winter, bit. death. Man, mm-hmm. uh, they're all out that... of order though. So. Okay. Yeah. So mm-hmm. the, you could, like winter could come first. There's no correct order. Let me, uh, oh, let me okay. rephrase that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're uh, always watching them incorrectly. I like the idea that you could create a series that didn't matter, that it was all connected, but it didn't matter where you started. That'd be hard mm-hmm. to do, but I think it's worth it because sometimes people just fall into the trap. Yeah. This guy. Sometimes you fall into the gap. <laughs> uh, any more thoughts on The Endless? No. Uh, they have ended, so we can move oh, okay. on to well, the next one. Fair enough. Well, the next two I'm very excited to talk about as well. Uh, the first one on our list is Trick or Treat from 2007. Yes. Trick, apostrophe R, Treat. <laughs> yeah. And it is an anthology horror movie. Mm-hmm. I was reading up on it. Yeah. I guess it was made in 2007, and then mm-hmm. there was a delay on releasing it. Again, or yeah. A couple of delays, so it didn't mm-hmm. come out till 2009, I think. Something like that, yeah. Is that, is that right? Um and uh, yeah, so it's like four stories that intertwine, mm-hmm. and they—it's it's, kind of like we were talking about with the the, the fake endless uh, yeah. season uh, film franchise, where these stories—they're not in sequential order mm-hmm. necessarily, but by the end of the movie, you kind of see how the the pieces fit into the puzzle. Yeah. Um, but overall, I liked it. Mm-hmm. I thought the tone of this uh the the various stories were all over the place yeah Uh, you said that through text and i was very interested to to see what you mean by that so i thought the the um the story with the uh the the trick-or-treaters the kids Mm -hmm. um i thought that one felt a little more like like a younger kids Halloween movie that okay. felt a little um, hocus pocusy uh-huh. to me, mm-hmm. uh, or that kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though it dealt with like death and and sure. zombie school bus children, uh-huh. um, it felt a little more family friendly to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then in the I think it was the following scene, we have uh, 
I think we've got the the the, the girls dancing around and like taking their tops off, and you see actual like boobs in it. And uh, I did. I was completely taken aback. I was like, oh, yeah. I didn't realize this was. I, I guess <laughs> this I didn't is a look boob at the movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, <laughs> zip. Um, <laughs> that's gross um, <laughs> i i just didn't didn't expect it um and uh-huh. i didn't i didn't look at the rating of the movie or whatever because you know what i'm an mm. adult i don't worry about that shit anymore yeah uh, so um i i i don't know it, it just caught me way off guard uh, yeah. and i didn't really know much okay. about this movie going into it other uh-huh. than it was like a anthology in one one movie mm-hmm um, no, I know the movie started out pretty dark with um, a lady getting her head cut off and everything, but that doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily spring to mind. Oh, okay, so there's probably boobs in this. You know? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, get, I, I can see what you're saying now. I was rewatching parts of it yesterday and today, and to me, like I was like, I, I find that uh, intriguing that you would say that because the tone of it is very level to me. That it's all just like Halloween, essentially. So like, there's something else that you're thinking of, and I I, th- I can see what you're saying about like uh, it's kind of a mix of kid friendly but like dark kid friendly. Yeah, right. And adult. It's like a like a grown up goosebumps. Yeah, in a way. Um, yeah. Which is which is cool though, and to me I'm I'm down with that because I like both. I like watching Hocus Pocus lots of times every year for Halloween, but I also mm-hmm. like watching like really scary shit. Um, I like the kid friendly and the really scary. I like that mix. And it all mixes together and become we you know throw a bunch of Halloween candy in there, mm-hmm. and then you have Halloween, and uh, that's what I like. So yeah, to me it's great, um, and I like all that stuff. But I can see what you're saying there. So mm-hmm. no, I still had a good time with this movie. Um, it was mm-hmm. just surprising the the different. It almost seems like it was shot by different directors. Yeah, but it was written just by one different guy. writers mm-hmm. or, or whatever, and the kind of uh, the puzzles uh, or the the pieces put together after the fact to uh mm-hmm. make them intertwine but uh yeah i thought thought it was fun um mm-hmm. there were a few different twists on things mm-hmm. that uh i didn't expect yeah and um boy i didn't expect to see the uh the uh canvas faced boy take his oh, mask yeah. off and uh see that underneath <laughs> yeah so spoil there's, that right away but <laughs> there's a, a main character named sam who is mm-hmm. like this oh, like an orange footy pajama wearing kid with a like pumpkin lollipop and a just walking around face. living his best Halloween yeah. life, <laughs> and it's um, I love this character. This is like his mascot now, the, the directors, um, and th- he's what started in a short film called Seasons Greetings uh, in the '90s that started with this, and then eventually he was able to make this movie and stuff, which is cool. But um, I like that character so much. But yeah, we can get into spoilers here in a second. But that's one thing I, in particular I wanted to mention was his design, uh, basically overall. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I, I find him interesting, but, um, I like all the entertaining stories and I think it works really well. Um, I saw this movie for the first time just a few years ago, like maybe four years ago, five, mm-hmm. and, uh, just instantly loved it. Um, for me in particular, being a horror fan, like a huge Halloween fan in general, like this movie instantly became like a, like a, a Halloween classic that I watch with like Halloween and Hocus Pocus, like every year on Halloween, like this is always up there. Um, it gets me in the mood. I love the... Um, feeling of the movie, like the design of the town that's so into Halloween, like mm-hmm. newscasters come there and everything, and like it feels yeah. like fall, it feels crisp and cool, and then it's fucking gross and dirty, and like um, there's like a kid who throws up like chocolate and poison. 
forever. Essentially, yeah, and it's so gross, and like, there's so many like really gross out moments, but then they're really funny and weird. So uh-huh. I take it all. I was eating lunch uh, when that <laughs> happened, um, so that was that was fun to uh, stomach my way it's through. Um, pretty gross. Yeah. Uh, should we should we go through the d- different storylines? Uh, yeah, before of which spoilers. there are four. Uh, yeah. So we we start off with the uh, the husband and wife, uh, wife played by Leslie Bibb. Yeah, I always like seeing her in, in movies. It's always oh, I know. Uh, I love her. fun when when she shows up. Mm-hmm. Um, she is a a frustrated wife who mm-hmm. does not like that her husband goes all out for Halloween, mm-hmm. and they come back from I guess a Halloween party or doing yeah. something. I don't think the they costumes. were trick or treating, but I who know. knows? They <laughs> had the candy in there somewhere. That giant box robot costume. Uh, it was pretty badass though. I like that. So they come back and she's like, "Well, let's." I think she blows out the candle and one of the the pumpkins they've got yeah. in front of their house, and he's like, "Hey, you can't do that." And uh, she backhands him. She's like, "Bitch, yeah. I'll do whatever I want." Yep. Um. So. She wants him to go ahead and take the the uh, decorations down because their mother is <laughs> or her mother is going to be in town the next Something day. Like that, yeah, and I remember her, her reasoning. Yeah, her reasoning being like, "Yeah, she's going to freak out seeing all this." First of all, who cares? It's yeah. your house. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be what you want it to be. Uh, Second of all, it's the day after Halloween. I know. You, decorations aren't just going to magically disappear. You know, they're going to take time to, and they have a shitload of decorations. Oh my god, it's in front like of their house. Like everything. it's elaborate. Yeah, super elaborate. Yeah. So it was fine. It was fine. So uh, the husband uh, kind of gets his way uh, for mm-hmm. the most part, and and uh, the wife says, "Hey, why don't you uh, go throw on that uh, that dirty video on VHS that we still <laughs> so have?" <funny. laughs> <laughs> so he goes inside and uh, lays on the bed and gets ready for uh, immense pleasure. The wife is out there. Doing the hard work, having to take these decorations down, and uh, gets attacked mm-hmm. by uh, what we come to find out is, uh, are we in spoilers, I guess? I mean, I'm, you're basically going like play-by-play with the scene, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what your trajectory is here, so. Uh, yeah, let's just go into, into spoilers cool. uh, if we weren't already. So yeah. uh, she gets killed by Sam, mm-hmm. um, but I don't know if we knew it was him or not. I think it's just like, like a thing in the sheets. Yeah. Ooh. That's all we know. I know. It's <laughs> Lady on the street. <laughs> thing with the sheets. It's like, he's just like, he looks like a ghost. Like they have like ghosts up in their yard mm-hmm. or whatever. Like sheet yeah. ghost. Yeah. Yeah. And he kills or her with a sucker. Man, I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, stabs her with a, a sucker that has a, uh, a hook created out of it, mm-hmm. out of a, a bite that he made. Hell yeah. Um, with his weird mouth. Um, and uh, kills her. And then the husband gets up several hours later, I guess. I don't know. It's a, <laughs> he a long sure. duration of time. Before mm-hmm. he notices that his wife is missing, he goes downstairs and uh, removes one of the sheets and sees his wife's severed head uh, on one of the uh, the pikes there, mm-hmm. and uh, she dead. Yep, and she has uh, that sucker in her mouth, right, like sticking mm-hmm. out or something. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty gross. Mm-hmm. And I was confused about why <clears throat> this whole thing was happening. Um, yeah, I was confused about a lot of the, <laughs> the reasoning for Sam showing up at places mm-hmm. and. And being pissed off about certain things, and then mm-hmm. come to find out he just has the Halloween spirit, and he yep. does, <laughs> he wants it to be respected. Yep. And up through midnight, <laughs> evidently. So oh, I'm, yeah, I'm all about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, are you Sam? Yeah, I'm Sam. I'll oh, fucking okay. murder people for disrespecting Halloween. Yep. Oh, all right, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very big on it. <laughs> 
Um, so we, we've got that storyline, and that's uh, when we get the uh, the title, I believe, uh, uh-huh. the, like the, the film. Yeah. Uh, from there, we move on to... It, it kind of introduces the other three storylines simultaneously, and then yeah, they yeah. splinter off from there. Mm-hmm. But we do have a, a story where there's some some kids uh, that are like early teenagers, mm-hmm. early to mid-age teenagers. They take this girl who's... Um, I don't know if she's like on the spectrum or, yeah. or what, um, who's dressed as a witch. Some sort of outcast to that school, though, at least, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they take the band Outcast, trick-or-treating, <laughs> and they go to this, this like, rock quarry or whatever. Uh-huh. And uh, first of all, no Power Rangers fighting monsters there. <laughs> Rip then off. there's no, no reason to be at a rock quarry <laughs> at night on Halloween. <laughs> Nothing good can come from it. So they should have said that in the background for, for fan service for you. It's like Bowers is fighting the background. Nothing just, to, like they never show up in the movie. Massive explosions. Yeah. What was that? Oh, I don't know. They're, they're fighting a pumpkin wrapper over there. <laughs> so, um, oh, they, they go to this rock quarry and the, uh, the creepiest girl, uh, regales us with a tale of this bus driver driving all these kids that are, are they constantly in Halloween costumes or is it just because it, I it was just on for Halloween? Halloween? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to school that way. Yeah. Okay. Um, they're, they have some like weird problems or whatever. I'm unclear as to what the situation all, was. with They're the definitely, situation. yeah. Like all on the spectrum or yeah, they, okay. they all have some sort of uh, mental so issue or something. The yeah. parents who are the true monsters oh, yeah. of this whole story pay the bus driver to, drive the kids off the bus mm-hmm. or off the cliff or, yeah. no 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 i guess wait was he giving them poison candy what was no, the, goal? the candy so was just to candy? check the chains and make sure they were like placated okay. uh he was just gonna set the the thing to go and like drive them off the cliff into the quarry. okay yeah but then through a confluence of events they mm-hmm. all end up in the uh in the drink with yeah. the bus bus driver um, one thing I liked is uh, as she's telling the story, mm-hmm. she says, no one survived, not even the bus driver, but we see the bus driver survive. So it was one mm-hmm. of those unre- unreliable narrator mm-hmm. things. Nice, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Which I thought was cool. And I was yeah. like, oh, he's going to come back into the story later. Yeah. And he did, and I knew yeah. it when I saw him. <laughs> <laughs> That's what, that works. Um, so, yeah, and then, you know, they're trying to, to scare the, the girl who's dressed as a witch, uh, the one that's um, on the spectrum a little bit. Mm. And uh, she freaks out. And then, um, you know, the, the, the kids that lured her there set up a thing to scare her where they pretended like they were zombies or something like that. Mm. Um, eventually, those kids get attacked by the actual children that came back to life who yeah. are actual zombies now. And then they go to the um, like mining cage thing that was lowered down there. Mm. Um, the witch girl is in there and she's like, peace out motherfuckers. And yep. she, <laughs> she goes right back up. <laughs> and uh, Sam is up there waiting. Yeah. And uh, he's like, nice work. He likes and, her. And uh, then, then she walks back. Mm-hmm. Um, she respects so, Halloween. So yeah. fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm with him. Yep. That's why but, I let her live. But does she? <laughs> Like, <laughs> no, she, she certainly does. She's all about the pumpkins, man. Her yard was awesome. Oh, okay. I guess so. Yeah, she's all about like. So I, there's she was something decorating. there with them. Okay. Yeah, I, I think that they're both like Halloween tight. <laughs> <laughs> and she walks away, and that's it. And, this guy, okay. and those other kids get 
murdered. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. speaking of uh, murdered children, uh, we, yeah. we missed one, or I missed one. Uh, that was the one where um, the, the child who vomits all the chocolate. Uh, uh-huh. um, first of all, <laughs> as I was watching the, uh, the credits for this movie mm-hmm. at the beginning, it had the, uh, the actors' names pop up there. And I saw the name Dylan Baker. I was like, man, that name sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. I couldn't, couldn't place the actor's face. And then <laughs> uh, I see this shithead little, like, little kid with this curly hair. He's uh, knocking pumpkins off and mm-hmm. just being a real shit. He goes up to take, um, there's a, a sign on the, the front stoop of this house that says, um, out of town, please take one, happy Halloween, whatever. He starts taking all the candy out of there. And then uh, there's a voice behind him that says, uh, hey, uh, well, it says something. I don't remember exactly what it says. But um, he turns around, and uh, there's Dylan Baker right there. Uh-huh. He's the, the principal of the school. And the reason I knew that is because Dylan Baker, Google him if you need to, but Dylan Baker looks exactly like a guy named Dylan Baker. Wait, what? <laughs> what does that mean? Look him up. Okay. He looks like his name would be Dylan Baker. I don't know oh, how yeah. how to describe that. I'm with you. But that's exactly oh, I, what Yeah, and I know this guy like. from movies, yeah. So he was Dr. Kurt Connors in the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies, and that's where oh, I yeah. know him best from, but he's uh-huh. been a, a an actor in other sure. small roles here and there. But uh, we, we find out that uh, <laughs> he is murdering children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's not great at it. <laughs> <laughs> The uh, the life of a uh, Halloween child murderer. Um, there's some conflicts in there, you know. Mm-hmm. There's some some uh, some things that he has to go through. Uh, I do not recommend that lifestyle. Yeah. Um, as you can see by watching this movie, but you know he has some issues luring the child inside, uh, not getting thrown up on on his nice white shirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, still having to pass out candy while yeah. he's doing this. Mm-hmm. He's having to redig a, a hole out of in his backyard mm-hmm. that there's already one body in mm-hmm. um, having to cover that up quietly his um, dick kid is up there shouting at him trying yeah. to get caught mm-hmm. i want to go trick-or-treating yeah yeah the neighbor's yelling at him you yeah. know neighbor's dog is being an issue so you got to chop off a finger of the one yeah. of the dead bodies toss it over there to him <laughs> yeah it's a whole thing man uh, it's know? a lot of work man it's a lot yeah of work. don't you know what it needs to be said on this podcast don't kill anyone. Yeah. Just don't it, do it. It's so much, guys. It's yeah. so much. Britt and I yeah. did it once. Wait, what? We'll, we'll, we'll edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. So, um, anyway, yeah, he, uh, he, he goes through all this trouble, and the kid wants to carve a pumpkin, keeps bitching about it, mm-hmm. yelling through the yeah. backyard. He's so annoying. Yeah. And then the dad's taking him in there, takes the kid to the basement, and it seems like he's going to murder his child. Yeah. Which, at this point in the movie, you're annoyed with the kid. You're yeah. like, I get it. Yeah. I don't condone oh, yeah, it, but I get it. Yeah. <laughs> but come to find out, it's the severed head of the uh, chocolate-vomiting child. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess they're going to carve that or pop out the eyes or something like that. I'd... Gotta help him with the eyes. Yeah, just like, yeah. Yeah. Carve him like a pumpkin, basically. Mm-hmm. As yeah. serial killers do. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Um... And uh, that's not the end of uh, Dylan Baker's nope. story, but uh, that's where this that's particular story like, ends. Because I thought that was the end. That's a yes. fun twist. I like that one. So Yeah. Mm-hmm. What a twist. Hey. Um, 
So there's also a another story, and I think this one might be my favorite one because oh, okay. it's, I just did not see uh-huh. what happens at the end happening. Coming, yeah. The way it does, yeah. So um, there's a, uh, a girl played by Anna Paquin mm-hmm. that's traveling around with her super hot friends um, trying on sexy versions of whatever costumes, princesses, yeah. whatever. Um, and they're, they're trying to find a party, I guess, mm-hmm. or try to find some guys for a party. Yeah. I think that's what it was. Um, I don't know why I'm saying all this. Uh, you know this movie way better than I do, but you know what? <laughs> Simply cannot stop myself. <laughs> so, so it seems like they're trying to get Anna Paquin, who we assume is a virgin, hooked up with mm-hmm. a guy uh, just because it's one of those rites of passage yeah. as, as teenagers, right? Um, turns out that's not the case. Uh, semi-unrelated, we see a guy who's got this black mask and cape on. Um, he's making out with a girl in the alleyway, and then uh, all of a sudden she gets a bite on her neck and on her arms and everywhere he's been kissing, and she's just bleeding, bleeding out, essentially, from all of this. Um, she runs out into the street, but people are dressed up as people who are dying and bleeding yep. all over the place, so no one really notices. And uh, Perfect crime. Yeah, so the guy in black, he goes back and uh, just straight up kills her. He's got these vampire fangs that are hanging out, so we're led to believe that, oh, we've got a, a vampire here. So kind of going back to the to the girls, um, the, uh, the guy in black sees Anna Paquin. He's going to take advantage of her. And uh, ends up following her out to the woods and attacks her. Well, we cut back, to, or we cut over to the the actual party that's happening in the woods with her sister and her friends and all these other uh, girls and uh, whatnot that are out there. And uh, we hear a body drop from the sky in a red robe. And uh, we assume it's Anna Paquin, who was Red Riding Hood, once they pull the the cape back we can see that it's the the guy in black mm-hmm. and uh they take the mask off and it's dylan fucking baker mm-hmm. his character the principal and he's got these fake vampire teeth in there in his mouth and um we see that the real story is that the sisters are trying to get anna paquin to kill this guy and that would be i guess her first mm-hmm so I'm like, oh, okay, so they take his teeth out. He's a fake vampire, but he's killing people that way. They're going to be real vampires. Uh. No, no, <laughs> no, no, no. So, uh, and this is the scene where we see like the actual like like boobs in it because mm. they start undressing. And it's like a bunch of girls too now. Yeah. More than this we saw earlier, yeah. Yes. And yeah, they're almost like swarming around mm. him. And they start taking off their clothes, but then they also start taking off their skin. Oh, it's so gross. And it's funny too, because like, as they're like ripping that off, you can see them like throw the flaps of skin and on the inside there's fur Mm -hmm. and it starts to spike up and you're like, wait a minute, where's this going? And, uh, they turn into full fledged fucking werewolves and it looks fucking awesome. Yeah. Cool. They they, they look like actual, Mm -hmm. like wolves they have the long snouts and everything uh-huh. so they kind of hunt like was, wolves too yeah yes yeah yeah, yeah in packs right uh-huh. so um yeah i i thought that was great it, it really threw me for a loop because there are a few different twists along the way mm-hmm. that uh that that threw me so i, yeah, I thought that was really well done 
it's cool, yeah, the like Little Red Riding Hood turning around and being a wolf instead, but um, mm-hmm. it's fun. But my favorite part of that, too, is um, I've seen a lot of werewolf movies and stuff, and they, they usually just turn into a werewolf, and they shred their clothes as they're going. And this one, they were like, we're going to take off our skin as if it's covering our other natural form. And I was like, man, that's so cool, but it's so gory looking. Yeah. Um, that it's really effective and gross. Um, yeah. So it really, it really plays well. Um, and I love Anna Paquin, so anytime she shows up, I'm always happy too. So. When was the last She's time you watched that. this movie? Uh, I mean, besides the for the podcast, uh-huh. I've probably watched it two times in the last month or so. Oh, really? Okay. Outside of that, yeah, I watched this one. It's one of the first ones. Like, you know, we started watching horror movies this year in mid September, and. Um, my first one we pretty much always put on is Hocus Pocus, and then I, I I think I put on Trick or Treat pretty close to that because it gets me in the holiday mood and stuff for Halloween. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, I love this movie; it really gets me there uh, just for like that whole vibe. So it gets you in the holiday mood, but for a different holiday, like you started decorating for Arbor Day. Um, yeah, it's just kind of a general holiday mm-hmm. feel. That I just you put get it on it. like whenever. It's definitely a Christmas movie. It's great for that. <laughs> Fun for the whole family. Well, speaking of Sam. Uh, that brings us to our final story, and this is our technically our fifth story, but I, I think mm. I said four at the beginning. Whatever the case. Yeah. Five stories then. Um, so we finally see that the bus driver is alive, and it turns out that he is Dylan Baker's neighbor, <clears throat> and he's the one that was yelling at him from the backyard and everything. And um, it, it's fun to see how that hit the, the bus driver's story intersects with the um, mm. Dylan Baker's story. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, how how they overlap, and when dialogue is said, you know, in in this version mm-hmm. of the story, what that character was doing versus you know the other way around. Yeah, um, I just thought it was really mm-hmm. neat how they yeah how they did that. Plus, they oh, got to save cool. time writing dialogue, so yeah. you know, just <laughs> That's copy what paste. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, in yeah, in this scene, we we uh, we find out that uh, the bus driver or he the this shoddy looking old neighbor mm. is the the bus driver who um was in the story from before yeah um and uh sam breaks into his house and let's see what happened what was the catalyst for this he was like took candy from somebody or something like that um yeah i don't remember yeah, there's there's a thing. He ends up with candy somehow. <laughs> uh-huh. um, and uh, Sam didn't like that, so he comes mm-hmm. in there and he paints all this weird wording all over his bedroom wall, um, and then he just tries to kill this guy. Yeah, I was pretty fear, I was fearful for the dog. I did not want to see the mm. the dog get hurt. Mm. Uh, luckily, it doesn't. Um, but we do see Sam get his canvas bag mouth ripped open. Mm-hmm. And uh, eventually he takes it off, and it's just like a weird, like <laughs> pumpkin-faced little kid yeah. in there. Which I, it's it's like a if a skeleton had, like a skeleton mm. and a pumpkin merged together. Yeah. It's almost what it looks like. Yeah, it's a weird, and, yeah, uh, weird design. It's yeah. not my favorite. Yeah, yeah. But I like the the canvas bag. I thought that was cool, but yeah, so, the other. Yeah, when I first saw this movie, uh, that's the only part about the movie I didn't like uh, mm-hmm. when I first saw it, and it's grown on me now, and I'm okay with it, but I love the look of Sam so much as he is. Mm-hmm. I didn't really need to see what was underneath. I think it's kind yeah. of a fun concept mm-hmm. um, that he'd be like a pumpkin underneath, but um, 
I didn't really need it, and I don't love it. I love just the simple burlap sack. It works so well with the eyes and the stitching and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't like it, but uh, I was curious what you thought when you watched it. Because um, it's always a little goofy and weird looking to me. But yeah. uh, but I like the idea so much that it works. So mm-hmm. I forgive it now. But Yeah. But You'll I let like it burlap. slide this time. I'll let it slide, but I like the, the burlap sack. Yeah. So. Um, I thought it was... Uh, interesting that he was a pumpkin like full body not just like a pumpkin mm-hmm. head like his arm or his hand gets cut off and there's like yeah. pumpkin seeds and yeah you know, it's like guts and stuff whatnot. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and we we think that he's murdered or i guess just killed at a certain point but uh no he, his hand tries to kill the old man again mm. um yeah it's just it's it's a weird it's a weird story uh-huh. um but it, it was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then at the, the very end, though, after that happens, uh, for one, the old man, like, he lets him live. But then the old man is, like, giving kids trick-or-treat candy and stuff when they come to the door. And he's, like, bandaged up and stuff. And then he gets another doorbell. And it's the kids from... It's a series of rats <laughs> dressed as cats. <laughs> it's uh, all the kids that he had drowned and, like, threw up the cliff or whatever. So, or driven off the cliff. So... They like come back to, to get him, which I thought was fun um, mm-hmm. and a cool tie into that story as well. So yeah, because you feel like it's kind of like oh that's over or whatever he's fine like he learned his lesson or something. Yeah. Sam was okay with him. It's like no, Sam's not fucking okay with that. You gotta die. <laughs> yeah. Sam's gonna bring all these zombies back instead. So mm-hmm. yeah, and I guess there was a uh, some like comics that are tied to Trick or Treat. I, uh-huh. I haven't read them. I don't know if, if they fit into this same continuity or yeah, I don't know if they're, they're like a, a separate set of stories mm-hmm. altogether or what, but. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it seems seems interesting. I, I know they've mm-hmm. been talking about doing a sequel for a while. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he's mentioned it for it. years. Yeah, yeah, I looked up the comics because I want to read them eventually. Um, there's like a collection of four, I guess. But the fourth one was illustrated by um, I, I saw her name. I actually remembered it. it was my first comic book. I remembered her name. Good. Uh, from Saga, but I can't remember right now. Fiona Staples. Yeah, when I saw it, mm-hmm. I was like, I know her name. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was stoked. And then it turned out she just did one of them, which is still cool. Uh, yeah. One of the issues. But uh, but I was like, oh, man, that's great. They have another connection with her. So Yeah, there you go. Um, so, yeah, overall, I, I like this movie. I feel like this mm-hmm. is a movie where you could, if you have some uh, some people over for Halloween, like for a party or whatever, um, you know, you've got friends who have kids or, you know, family with children over, you might <laughs> have like a like a Halloween movie playlist. You've, you know, mm-hmm. you've got Hocus Pocus on mm-hmm. there. Um, you know, whatever other Halloween related <laughs> movies. And then I could see this one like accidentally getting slipped in uh-huh. there just because I don't know what, I, I don't know if anyone else feels this way. Maybe it's just me, but it just seems like such a, um, non scary movie. Maybe that's part of it is it's uh-huh. like, it's comedic on, yeah. on certain parts. It's so not, it doesn't, yeah, it's it doesn't not seem scary, as scary. Really. Yeah. Yeah. It's, there's definitely like gore mm-hmm. and whatever, but Al it's gore. not. Yeah. Al, Talk Al about the weather. It. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. He's got a lockbox. Uh, <laughs> but it's, it's not, yeah, it's not scary. It's, that, that's why I like it. I think it's because of that. It's, it's because it's, um, it feels like a love letter to Halloween to me mm-hmm. more so than a horror movie. You mm-hmm. know, like it's about the holiday itself. And Sam is like the director's version of, you know, a character or whatever to say like, I like people. I like Halloween. I want people to respect it, or whatever it is, you know. Um, but yeah, so I dig all that. The beginning of Stephen's love letter to Halloween goes like yeah. this: "Dearest Halloween, 
Hey, girl. How you doing? You're the holiday I've been pursuing. XOXO, Gossip Girl. <laughs> I sent everything XOXO, Gossip Girl, everything. <laughs> yeah. And I say it as uh, Kristen Bell's voice. Mm-hmm. Every time. She's back. She's all uh, over this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. Um, I wanted to mention, too, that the director, uh, Michael Doherty, I've, uh, since this movie, I liked it so much, I've followed his work and stuff. Mm-hmm. But he has done some interesting things that you would, you would know because uh, this was produced by Brian Singer, and he has um, worked with Brian Singer a lot. So he is a co-writer of X2. Um, or uh, or the writer. I'm not even sure. It might be the full writer. Yeah, co-writer for that. Um, Superman Returns as well. Um, came out the year before this one did. Uh, and then he did Krampus, which we've reviewed on the podcast before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he did that movie, which I wasn't as excited about as this one, but I still like it, and it's still fun for Christmas and stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. And then he wrote uh, X-Men Apocalypse, unfortunately, or co-wrote. Yeah. Um, so he's part of that. But... Now he's back co-writing and directing Godzilla King of the Monsters. I saw that, yeah. So I'm cool That'll with that. Interesting, yeah. I, I like him a lot and I'm I'm I like this movie so much that it's kind of like elevated even like Krampus for me is not that great, but I I'm like, well, he did trick or treat, so I kinda give it a little more leeway that way. And uh yeah, yeah it's cool. Um I'm looking forward to, to Godzilla King of the Monsters as well. So Hell yeah. Yeah, I know you do. Hell yeah. All right. Well, anything more with trick or treat? Nay. Cool. Well, I dig it. Uh, I recommend it to anybody. Would you recommend it for people to watch? Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'd probably uh, show this movie to Brandy. Yeah. Yeah, I think it'd be fun. Uh, I wanted to say you made me think of it uh, again. Earlier you'd said like this could get mixed in, you know, with like a kid-friendly Hocus Pocus type mm-hmm. movie playlist or whatever. And I feel that way sometimes because it's hard for me to recommend this movie to some people um, not knowing like what they're going to feel or like sometimes like my nephew who's 11 is getting into all these horror movies and stuff. Uh, but there's a lot of like questionable adult things in this, but it's also one of my very favorite horror movies or like Halloween mm-hmm. movies. And so I really want him to watch it, but I'm like, I think you should wait a little bit. Uh, it's hard to like, you know, pinpoint about what, what age would actually be good, I guess. Yeah. So. I, th- I think it was part of my hesitation when you asked me if I would recommend this is like, mm-hmm. yes, but. You know, it's one of yeah. those qualifier type things. Um, but to our audience, I definitely say give this yeah. movie a shot if you haven't already. Yeah, because cool. like it's an hour and a half long. Mm-hmm. You've got five different stories. Yeah. So if you get bored with one storyline, fast forward to the next one or whatever. Yeah. You know. So yeah, there's a a lot of like fun ideas in this movie. I think. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned how quick it is too. It's 82 minutes, which is always a good Ooh. thing to. Yeah. Oh, it's like Lion King fast. length. Yeah, super fast. Yeah. Uh, which is cool, and then. Uh, uh, close to the next one we we're going to talk about, which is 88 minutes. So both under 90. Uh, I, I dig short, quick movies when, it, when that's what you need. Mm-hmm. Just get through it and like make it like a, just really fun the whole way through. It's cool. Mm-hmm. So yeah. uh, next movie we are talking about is Attack the Block from 2011. That's right, bruv. That's right. Uh, so first off on that note, I want to mention that uh, Amanda can't watch this movie a lot because the, the British slang in this movie is so strong. <laughs> yes. Like, their, their accents are so strong, and then the, the slang itself is so, like, uh, stuff we've never heard before, you know, a lot. Um, and they speak so quickly. So quickly, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, it, I, I watch it with subtitles on every time, basically, to watch, like, know what they're even saying. But um, also, I love, there was, one of the promotional materials they released whenever they released this movie, um, they gave cards, like, uh, I don't know, like, 8 by 6 cards, whatever, for theaters to hand out that was slang- uh, interpretations or whatever, like a slang dictionary. <laughs> yeah. So you can know what they were even talking about because it was like yeah. so 
um, fresh at the time, like with like what slang was and and like for British kids, whatever the time. So, mm-hmm. uh, so I just think that's like a fun fact about this movie. It's just like they made it so, so like young that like we don't yeah. even know what they're saying anymore. So I saw at the beginning of the movie where it's doing like the Screen Gems logo and everything. Uh-huh. Um, it, it cycles through a lot of different opening little cards or whatever. Yeah. And one of them says that it was produced by the UK lottery or whatever. Oh yeah. Uh huh. It's kind of like Canada is like, um, government funded films up there, you know? So is that how the UK is as well? Does the government fund? I've seen that before. And I think what it is, I don't know exactly, but I think it's like a thing that they, um, kind of award out just to help all British films. So like, Mm -hmm. obviously like I love this movie and stuff, but like, you would say that this isn't like an art house movie that you'd think like a government would be funding or whatever. Like this yeah. is definitely like, it's about like street gangs robbing citizens, you know, like that's mm-hmm. not something they would, but it's, I think it's like England, a general, love. I think it's a general thing that they give some money to like a lot of productions that stay in the UK to help like their film industry or something like that. So, yeah. but it's cool. I, I, I've seen them pop up before mm-hmm. uh, on other movies and stuff. So yeah. yeah, I'd heard a lot of good things about this movie and it was on mm-hmm. iTunes for like, Four ninety nine or seven ninety nine one time, so I went ahead and bought it. Okay, and that was like a year and a half ago. <laughs> so I just never got around to watching this movie, but I'm glad that you recommended watching it for the podcast um, mm-hmm. because I don't know when I would have uh, eventually pulled the trigger on this yeah, movie. Cool. But um, I really liked it. I when did you first see this movie? Like when it came out in theaters? Or? Right when it came out. I didn't watch it in theaters that I remember. I don't actually remember watching this for the first time. I feel like it's just always been a part of my life. Oh my God. Uh, but yeah, around then somewhere. I don't know. I time traveled for it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, seems yeah. fair. <laughs> uh, no, so I don't really remember though. Uh, but yeah, about 2011, 2012. So I've watched this for a long time and uh, I'm so glad that you had bought it because you should and you should watch it all the time like me. It's <laughs> oh, great. Oh, okay. I'll put it on my iPad right now. <laughs> um, so I... Uh, you told me about this premise last week off air. Uh, um, and can you go ahead and set up the premise again? Yeah, I would say that this is about a, a group of kids, uh, what they call the block. It's like a uh, government housing, whatever, like um, low in- income housing. And they rob a, a woman. And as they're robbing her, uh, a meteor crashes into a car next to them. And a, an alien pops out and attacks them. And they end up killing it. And then a bunch more aliens come down. And so, like, we're going to kill all those, too. But they ended up being, like, worse. Um, so it's kind of like an alien monster movie um, based on these, like, street thugs. These, like, teenage th- street thugs, basically. And um, as they're, like, trying to figure out how to get away from these things and hide from them or kill them or whatever they got to do. Yeah. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> it was almost caught up. <laughs> That's so funny when you're like you're waiting for it to snap back in. You're like, just I'm not gonna say anything. I'm like, I know we're getting there. I know we're getting there. And he's done. Oh, he's 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 lying now. Uh, Cool. (laughs) Um, uh, I heard this thing about the director that he'd said um, it was inspired. uh, It was like the Wikipedia page. It was inspired by the director actually being mugged and him thinking about that, and then thinking about um, the youth of Britain and Mm. if there were an alien invasion, what weapons would they gather to like fight that off. Yeah, and uh, so that's a really cool premise because that's my my favorite part of the movie is like the montage of them getting their weapons. Yeah, uh, which is the best part of any movie when that's ever in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so yeah, it's uh, it's fun to like think of that concept, but it's basically like these teenage kids who are kind of punks and like 
what are they going to do to fight off an alien invasion? You know, they're going to do what they do. They're going to get like bats and chains and fucking whatever they can, you know? So, yeah. uh, and I just love those kids so much. I think they're all excellent actors and, um, they, they seem like best friends, you know? Yeah, they do. Um, we've got, uh, oh man, his name just left my mind. Plays John Finn. Boyega? Yes. Yeah. I know it left my mind earlier. Really I good, yeah. 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 This was <laughs> John Boyega's, uh, uh, first film. Yeah. Okay, yeah, he was really good in it. He's, um, He's a great. lot more serious in this movie than he uh-huh. is in the, the Star Wars movies, um, yeah. where he has uh, some more comedic moments. Uh, Which is funny. You would think that almost be the opposite. That, and uh, I, I tell you what, Stephen, as I was watching this movie, uh-huh. I was watching this movie, John Boyega <laughs> was in it, and he's very stoic. He was the most collected. He was the leader of the group. Uh-huh. I'm like, man, I'm getting, I'm getting some serious Leonardo vibes from this <laughs> and then later oh, yeah. in the uh, movie he winds up with a katana blade there you go you called it man you called nailed it nailed it <laughs> that's nailed awesome it. i didn't even realize the ninja turtles connections on this so that's ninja great. turtles connections everywhere brother yeah. steven i got i got all around it. you <laughs> sometimes dressed as a rat <laughs> the uh the kids there are great um i watched some of the documentaries about this recently because this movie if you're gonna ask me uh when was the last time i watched this before the podcast um i watch this movie uh lately uh at least once a week um sometimes every like few days um i've probably seen this movie like no joke eight or nine times in the last Holy month shit. wow or so um yeah. i just put it on a lot i, I like this one um I, I watch it kind of throughout the year. I watch it at different points, but a lot around Halloween and stuff. I don't consider it a straight horror movie, though, either. It's Mm-mm. it's sci-fi for it, one. It, but. it has elements of it, though. Yeah. Because when you suggested it, I was like, just the idea of it just seemed more of a like a sci-fi mm-hmm. concept to me. But yeah. watching it and um, some of the uh, uh, violence in this movie mm-hmm. is, yeah. is pretty gory. So yeah. I, I think it kind of fits nicely within the well, it's uh, like Yeah, it's like a monster movie. Yeah. yeah. So it kind of fits with that too. Um, but I like, uh, all the kids are cool. So I was watching this documentary and they were interviewing the kids and talking to them and stuff. And, uh, pretty much every one of them was like just a British kid, like, like John Boyega. Like, I think he wanted to be an actor, but this was his first movie and stuff. His first film mm-hmm. and he stars in it. Um, but they all feel like they're real actor or they're real kids. Cause they are real kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, it really lends that authenticity. I love like all the girls, the, uh, the opposite group that they go yeah. like visit that apartment and stuff. Um, uh, they all seem like actual friends, you know? Yeah. Um, which is cool. And then you have some of the adults in there though, like, uh, Nick Frost who plays, <laughs> uh, Ron, the weed guy, uh, yeah. who's hilarious. Um, and then Jodie Whittaker plays the woman that they tried to rob. Um, mm-hmm. she just premiered as the new doctor who, she did, uh, yeah. So, which is really cool for her, because mm-hmm. uh, I like her a lot from this movie. I don't really know much of else of her work, but uh, you know, I watched that first episode of the new Doctor Who. I've oh, never really? been a, a Whovian. Uh, yeah, never anything against it. I just never anything that I uh, really fell hard into. Uh-huh. But I uh, watched that first episode she was on, and it was good. I liked cool, it. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with it for another few episodes. See if it I, hangs in there. I, yeah, I've always wanted to get in that series, and I've mm-hmm. never tried because it's so long. I don't really know where to jump in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it always feels like, I guess, at a new doctor you could. So I like mm-hmm. her. Maybe I should just try it. But yeah. uh, then I feel like I won't have the backstory of that. I don't know. But I'm glad you liked it. I've really wanted to watch it. So yeah, yeah, it's cool. Go for it, BBC okay. America. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Channel Four, BBC Four. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see it on here. <laughs> 
Um, and then I, I don't know this guy. I just want to mention his name, Luke Treadaway as Bruis, um, who is the uh, stoner guy that comes and tries to buy weed from Ron. Um, I love his character so much. He, he mm-hmm. cracks me up. He kind of reminds any kind of stoner guy. He reminds me of like Cabin in the Woods with Marty and stuff. Like mm-hmm. they're always just like good comic relief. But um, that song that plays when you first get introduced to him, I made Amanda watch it today. Yeah. When it's like the sound of the sound of the police, police. and he's just like. Yeah. He's just like mouthing it to himself, this like white boy in this like ghetto neighborhood and stuff. It's so funny. I'll just take the um, next one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so like um, meek. Yeah. One of the the other kids uh, in Boyega's posse there was um, I think the actor's name is like Franz Drema or something like uh-huh. that. Um, he's yeah. actually uh, he plays one half of Firestorm on DC's Legends of Tomorrow. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, so nice. yeah, he. <laughs> He has a weird American accent, too, on that show. Oh, but, yeah? Hey, you know what? It is what it is. That's funny. Um, and then there was a kid, uh, the one who, like, eventually puts on glasses. Um, hmm. Who put on uh, glasses? Yeah, there, there's a kid that's that has glasses. Like, he's uh-huh. he's trying to, like, look at something. Uh, oh, okay. they, they say, hey, there's a, one of those monsters up on, on this building. He's like, where? What are you talking about? And they're like, put on your glasses. Oh. So he has to take them out. But, you know, he's trying to look tough, so he doesn't, uh-huh. doesn't wear them or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, man, that kid looks so familiar to me for some reason. I don't know where I've seen that kid before, but yeah, I'm trying to go through, um, like that Franz drama you mentioned, uh, he was on edge of tomorrow, um, with Tom Cruise. Uh, it's been like renamed like five times. Uh, Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, the, you know, like a futuristic like a robot one or whatever. He's like one of the soldiers that's in Tom Cruise's like, uh, group or whatever. That's crazy. Um, so I was, I was like, oh yeah, I remember him mm-hmm. from that, but, uh, I don't really know the rest of them from much. So, oh, okay. Maybe um, I just imagined so I, it. Who knows? I can't. I can't help you. Uh, <laughs> uh, and so this was directed by Joe Cornish, mm-hmm. who is uh, friends with Simon Pegg, and that's how like Nick Frost got involved in this as well. Um, and not Simon Pegg. Uh, I meant. Uh, now I'm just losing every, everybody's names. Uh, Edgar Wright. He's friends with Edgar Wright. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so he and Edgar Wright uh, co-wrote The Adventures of Ten Ten. That came out that Spielberg did. Uh, wow! And okay. The same year that this came out, that came out the same summer or whatever. Oh um, shit! Yeah. So he he co-wrote that, and then um, he was writing Ant Man with Edgar Wright as well. Yeah. He yeah. was co-writing that. So yeah. that's the version I I, I do like Ant Man. Like we've talked about on the podcast before, it's not mm-hmm. our favorite of the MCU, but they're they're funny. Uh, but god damn, I wish I could have seen the Edgar Wright, Edgar Wright version, Joe yeah. Cornish version of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, would have been really cool. Um, and then uh, I, I texted you the other day that we were going to do this, and then I saw that a new trailer for a movie of his coming out, and this is his only second feature since Attack the Block came out in 2011. Uh, he's a new movie coming out called The Kid Who Would Be King that is a, like a fantasy adventure film. It looks like kind of like a family film, but it looks pretty cool. We both thought it looked good. The trailer looked cool. Um, about like a modern-day kid who – it's like a sword in the stone type of situation – where he has to make like a new knights yeah. to, to fight something. So. Involves King Arthur. I'm just. <laughs> Do you not care for King Arthur? No, no, I don't. <laughs> uh, That's pretty good. I, I've been practicing. Yeah. That specific mm-hmm. line. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm just like I feel like I've got every King Arthur story that I need. Mm. Yeah. I feel the same way with Peter Pan. Okay. I need to yeah, see. I feel like that or way. Experience with Peter Pan now. any more Peter Pan mm-hmm. stories. Robin Hood? Done and done. Robin Hood, um, I'm kind of so-so on. Mm-hmm. Um, it depends on what it is. If it's an animal, yes. Uh, yeah, if it's oh, humans, absolutely. I ain't got no time for that. Uh, By the way, 
someone had mentioned that that uh, that '70s uh, Disney Robin Hood movie mm-hmm. um, years ago. Someone online was like, they need to redo this with a voice cast of like Seth Rogen and Matt Crew. <laughs> And oh my god, I could totally fucking see that. Wouldn't that be amazing? <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine all those voices and stuff? Like Wait, Seth Rogen as as Robin Hood? I think Seth Rogen as Robin Hood. I don't know, like uh, like Jay Burchell mm. as someone else. You know, like all that group. Whatever. See, I, like I could see I could see Jay as Robin Hood, and then Seth uh-huh. Rogen as yeah. Little John. Yes. You know? Yeah. There you go. That would work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, like the whole crew, and I was like, oh my god, I could totally see it because that movie is kind of like a hippie version of like a Disney movie almost like it mm-hmm. seems kind of like you could get stoned and watch that pretty easily. So like they could get stoned and like re redub it would be hilarious. <laughs> I would love that so much. That'd be hilarious. Uh, uh, but yeah, uh, I, but, I could see that with sword and the stone stuff as well. Yeah. Yeah. Like but I, I watched that trailer after you had uh-huh. texted me about it and, uh, the trailer actually looks really good. It looks interesting. Yeah. It looks like a, uh, a fresh take on it. It's like a modern day take, mm-hmm. but also, um, it's like a, kids adventure movie kind yeah, of which we don't get um, a whole lot of yeah no and i was thinking about that with this movie and with um oh, man, there's some other movie I was, I was thinking about but um it is it kind of reminds me of uh, uh monster squad that we watched mm-hmm. yeah. last year sure. uh, and you are watching currently uh off yeah. screen always <laughs> this is constantly <laughs> um but yeah it used to be like you know with you know goonies and monster squad yeah. and, and these type of stories they would happen fairly it was like a regular occurrence but we don't mm-hmm. have those as often so maybe this is kind of taking the king arthur myth in yeah. that direction which would be good i think mm-hmm. um i i thought this looked really good and knowing his work on attack the block especially with youths i think that he's mm-hmm. really good for that and that yeah. attack the block is obviously like a, a more adult movie and stuff and it has a lot of gore and stuff but the other one doesn't look to be that way and i think that he could use the same kind of sensibilities mm-hmm. and that would play really well uh, for a young audience, but still like respect them as like to tell like an adult story or whatever, a little bit better than like most Hollywood movies would. Yeah. Plus Patrick Stewart so. plays Merlin in it. So, yeah. You know. Fuck yeah. We'll, we'll let that, uh, we'll let that yeah. slide. Um, but, uh, I'm about to sneeze. So <laughs> let's just get that worked out. Woo. Good times. <laughs> My, <laughs> I wish people could see the conflict <laughs> in your being. <laughs> I was trying to get through it. And then like, I was, I can't, Oh my like, god! It was a real, real struggle. I've Our, never witnessed uh, before. <laughs> the air outside has been like it'd be like sixty-two one day and like seventy-five the next day, and like back and forth. And my allergies have been crazy this last week. Like every day, I just can't stop. Well, people don't realize that uh, you actually live in a zeppelin, and you kind of mm-hmm. fluctuate higher and lower yeah. in the atmosphere, and that can really ruin your your sinuses. I have the third Zeppelin house in the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, allergies are the one thing I would tell people. It's like, what you know, it's like you ask people, like, what's it like living in a tiny house? What's it like living in a Zeppelin? You know, mm-hmm. well, allergies, number yeah. one. Yeah. You got to know. Fluctuates. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I just want the world to know. Yeah. <laughs> Where were we? I don't know. I don't know what we're talking about. Um, to attack the block. Yeah. Um, I, overall, I like the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it had a different tone than what i was thinking i was thinking mm-hmm. this is gonna yeah. be a more of a comedic like a uh a shawn of the dead or uh oh, like okay. a hot fuzz that type of thing yeah um just because nick frost was in it that was like the only yeah. reason i thought that right <laughs> um and then um john boyega i think mm-hmm. is pretty funny in the the star wars movies or he has like good comedic timing mm-hmm. and has a, a little bit of a um and it 
an anxious energy to him. But mm, in this, yeah. he was really like laid back. He's very calm, you yeah. know, very determined. Yeah. Um, so it, it was a, a more of a serious like action movie with some mm-hmm. comedy sprinkled throughout. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, sci-fi elements and a little bit of horror. Um, mm-hmm. uh, let's, let's jump into spoilers here. Yeah, please. Um, cause I'm so excited to talk about these creatures. Oh uh, yes. When, when we first see it show up, it's, yeah. it looks like some little, like, like a, a shriveled albino, <laughs> creature thing uh-huh. um with some like sparse fur on it you know yeah yeah more like it has it's covered in whisker than uh, whiskers than fur mm-hmm. um and we don't get a real good look at it until they they kill it in this like shed and then they're walking mm-hmm. around with it like yeah. dragging it around <laughs> um and then we see the other other uh creatures show up and they're much larger they are just full-on black yeah uh, i like that the uh the creatures were so black that there yes. was like no gradient in their fur it was just like it's different yeah it was just solid black yeah and at one point they like touch it mm-hmm. and um like put their hand in the fur and it's just it just i don't know it, it looks cool it's like a cool yeah, it's idea cool. it's alien so you mm-hmm. just go with it you know yeah, even though it doesn't actually makes sense um but it's almost like their their fur absorbs light or whatever mm-hmm. and that's why they're so solidly black yeah um the and and the fact that these aliens even have fur is mm-hmm. pretty unique because most aliens are yeah, kind of slimy or reptilian or sure. um, you know conservatives. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, <laughs> I take that back to our conservative listener. Um, so the uh, the other thing I thought was cool was we see its eyes glowing in the distance, mm-hmm. and then one of the kids comments, "I don't think that's its eyes." And sure enough, as the eyes become larger and they shape into fangs and yes. it, it, it turns out it's just their mouths that oh, we can see. so cool it is pretty badass yeah uh, i love their design so much yeah it's great yeah i can't i can't tell if they're like people in suits enhanced mm-hmm. with cgi or yeah, that's it yeah exactly is that what it is okay um i, watched well, I guess i can tell <laughs> I, know, but... I watched the thing about it but i read about it on uh wikipedia as well that um they began with two men in gorilla like suits with animatronic jaws and then in post-production, they would add the bioluminescent uh, glowing teeth, uh, the claws, and that the fur wouldn't reflect light. So they would like take the light away or whatever. Uh, and then they would kind of do some things uh, without the people. But it's like uh, like the basis, whatever. But it, it's cool yeah. because it's basically just two guys in suits. So it's mm-hmm. like it feels real. Like they feel like they're really running and stuff. Yeah. Um, they showed one of the guys on the on the thing on uh, the special feature or whatever, he like kind of hunches over as a, like he's not in costume and he just like runs that way and it's really kind of creepy. Yeah. So, and that's, that's just cr- how he yeah. lives his life now. Yep. Indeed. <laughs> Contracts. Like, uh, he had to. You know, I just really got used to this type of posture <laughs> and I'll just start doing this myself. So, it's, <laughs> here's the thing. How I, how I am. You have a wide variety of different British accents. It's not like uh, the same one over and over again. That's right. <laughs> there's that one. <laughs> yeah, there's, that one. there's that one, and then the uh, the other one I do. Oh man! Uh, so uh, montage scene, uh, mm-hmm. always a good, always a good time. Uh, I love that scene so much, though. Whenever they go and like lie to their moms and stuff when they're running uh, down the stairs. Yeah, yeah. Um, and my my favorite one is. Uh, the kid that rock, walks in with a limp all of a sudden and it's because he goes to his bedroom and underneath he has a bat and he slides it down his pants so he's gonna have to limp out 
I was like, yeah. God, that's genius. When that first happened, I was like, did he twist his ankle I know, and miss I know. something or whatever? Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it's pretty smart. Pretty smart. Yeah, who does that? Fun. Yeah. Uh, and then the guy, he like walks in and grabs one of his katana, grabs a bigger one instead. <laughs> thinks about it, grabs a bigger one. He's walking out, and his dad is like, "Take your dog out." And he's like, "I'm, I'm leaving." And he's like, "Take him out." And he's like, "Let's go, Pogo. Let's go." Like immediately, <laughs> like he's like, "Okay." Uh, that was one thing that bummed me out is that dog. Oh, I know. Yeah, I know. but you don't see dogs, anything. Yeah. You don't see anything on screen, so yeah. I'm just assuming that uh, he ran off, ran away. He's probably fine. Yeah, fine. It's funny, like, there's so many horror movies and other movies. Uh, I can watch people dying on movies all the time. But when a dog mm-hmm. gets injured, oh, my God, it is it wrecks me. I, don't, I do not like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you love Faces of Death. <laughs> <laughs> the, the whole series on repeat in your house. <laughs> Uh, Steven, I love I it. That, I don't think that's what people mean, but all right, man. You do you. Oh, man. Um, but yeah, so. Uh... And then that way, anytime you see a death in a movie, you're like, that's not that what that would really look like. Let me show you. You've got a whole YouTube channel. <laughs> dedicated to your favorite you got like top uh, top 10 lists uh uh-huh. <laughs> uh i love them uh, they make me feel alive you yeah. know so okay sure yeah you get that everybody can mm-hmm. get that mm-hmm. um uh, uh yeah i mean i could talk about this movie all day i love this movie so much uh I've seen it many times, as I've mentioned. But is there anything else in particular you wanted to talk about, or um, the uh, the the main villain guy? Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, hi hats. Hi hats. That's what his name was. Yeah. yeah. Um, he did not like that his friend got killed, but he kind of sent him to his death. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> I don't know what he was so upset about, but yeah. I, I guess because John Boyega's character somehow I summoned the uh, the other ones. Or whatever. I guess he was mm. holding that against him, mm. which is, you know, I guess true. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it is. It is what it is. Yeah. So on on the uh, kind of the the plot for the aliens in the movie, mm-hmm. and why the one looked different from the other. Yeah. Uh, as we were watching this, um, Brandy was like, "Oh, I bet they're coming after." What did we say? Uh, she said, "I bet they're coming after him." Because he killed the alien. Mm. I was like, oh, yeah, you're probably right. Mm -hmm. And uh, sure enough, that was the case. And then, you know, later we found out that Mm -hmm. it was because that was the female. And uh, these other ones, they trying to fuck. Mm. So that should have been a scene in the movie, right? (laughs) (laughs) So my point is, why didn't we see that? (laughs) (laughs) Why why didn't we get, get fish dick in the shape of water? Yes. Why, why didn't we get uh, weird uh, rat bears uh, fucking mm-hmm. uh, human characters in yep. Attack the Block? Yeah, why? The, this anti-monster genitalia <laughs> platform uh-huh. that the left is running? Uh, oh, my God. Soros. George Soros funding. <laughs> we, we should have known. <laughs> Again, get out there and vote this November. <laughs> Damn straight. Yeah. Um, so a couple couple things for me, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I so you mentioned high hats. I I love his his stupid rap song. Get that snitch. Uh, 
But I like it a lot because it's grown on me since I've seen the movie so many times. Yeah. Uh, but also the the kids in there always say uh, – I've never actually known what they say because it seems like they say both. Either block, 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 or, or they say brap, like a, like a gunshot, like brap, mm-hmm. brap. And they shoot in the air. So that's what – whenever Amanda – whenever I'm watching this movie and she's like, what are you watching? I just go, black, black, black. And she's like, okay. <laughs> you keep calling her bruv. I do. She's like, knock it off. I start – so I start using their slang usually after – like for a few days after I watch it. Uh, mm-hmm. Bruv is the only one that stays for a while though because I remember it. Some of the other ones I, I actually can't remember right now. Like all the different slang they have and there's so much of it. Uh, like mm-hmm. fam, they say fam a lot in the same kind of way. Yeah. Um, uh. Oh, they say trust and believe. Like, believe, bro, believe. And yeah. then you uh, say the words in it after uh, yes. after just dec- uh, declarative statements. Mm-hmm. In it. Declarative. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is. Yeah, we're yeah. Good. yeah, it's fine. It's uh, a declarative, isn't it? Yeah, see? <laughs> it totally works. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, uh, the slang is really fun, though. Uh, and I, I gotta find maybe I can find a picture of that card. We can like tweet it out or whatever that they had released at theaters and stuff. But it was pretty mm-hmm. good. Um, but yeah. Uh, speaking, speaking of hi hats, when he dies mm-hmm. and it has like him laying on the floor and he's like covered in blood and they're swarming around him, mm-hmm. and then one of them like crosses over his body and then when it cuts back to his face, his like upper lip and his nose are all like torn off mm-hmm. of his face. I was like, holy shit, that is yeah. gruesome. <laughs> pretty that good. Was, yeah, you don't yeah, expect it. Yeah, it's hardcore. Yeah. Um, I also love uh, when John Boyega finally they have like the plan for him to like to defeat the aliens, mm-hmm. and it starts like slow motion, and they throw yeah. open the doors and they light the fireworks. For one thing, I love fireworks. Anybody that knows me knows I love fireworks. So mm-hmm. uh, that and lo- like that alone, like having one character pest that like loves fireworks and uses them all the time in this movie mm-hmm. is so great to me. Uh, but when they start that, and it's fucking slow motion. He's got like his sleeveless shirt on and his backpack with that alien on the back, and it's a fucking a katana. And he starts like running. Uh, it was like it's like the end of the Sandlot, uh, where they're like running away from the beast <laughs> yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Oh my god! Like that that stuff is like made for me. That's like the pure joy, cinematic joy. Um, so a lot of this movie for me is like, like you're saying, like the Goonies stuff, like that, like these movies, uh, Monster Squad, like youth, you know, youthful kids getting together and uh, and fighting something that's like above them that they mm-hmm. should probably involve adults in, but don't. But it makes it more fun that way, and then uh, like the montages, the getting the weapons together, the all that stuff. Like it works so well to me. It, it pulls out a lot of the stuff that I want to see in like my ultimate movie. You know, yeah. Um, like to me, this is pretty close to like something that I would have made, something I would love. You know, so um, I've always like since I first saw it, I was like, this is this is it. This is great. And I'm so shocked that it's taken him so long to make another movie um, as a director. I wonder if this experience was like too harsh. Uh, or whatever, not what he expected, or, or what. But I'm glad he's making something new. And even though it's a kids' movie, I'm excited to see that one too. So, yeah, yeah. And I guess this is through a like a bigger studio, maybe. So I think maybe so. It took, yeah, took time yeah. to wear him down. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So we'll see when that one comes out. But uh, I definitely recommend Attack the Block to anybody. So hell yeah, hell yeah. That's a great movie. Cool. Um, okay, so I think that's it for all of our uh, our movie watching. Yeah. For this week, so uh, I believe we have an announcement. Oh, okay. Stephen is white. Oh, Brent, you can't just say that. Look, <laughs> <laughs> Caucasian American. Sorry. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Gosh. <laughs> um, no, so it's it's been a while. 
since oh, we've yeah, you did it. done a, uh, still counts. I, I still yeah. blame you. Yeah, okay. Uh, You're looking at me. Fair I got nervous. <laughs> it's, a, it's been a duration of time uh-huh. since we have done a pop culture combat. Yeah. And uh, we're going to start, start that again very soon. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, like the previous rounds, we would like you to vote. And uh, this round, round seven, is going to have a horror theme because we're pitting two classic horror villains against each other to determine which is the superior character. Those characters are Freddy Krueger versus Jason Voorhees. Do-do-do. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what the do-do-do's were. Do-do-do, yeah. <laughs> you know when you're really excited about something, you're like, do-do-do, yeah. Yeah. Well, do-do-do yourself <laughs> and uh, vote on our Twitter poll. And you can also vote on Instagram and, by using the hashtags Freddy, uh, or I guess hashtag Freddy and then hashtag Jason. You know how it works with yeah. hashtags. You, you I mean, you know how to listen to a podcast. You know how hashtags yeah, work, right? Yeah, so that's good. Uh, voting ends on Saturday, October 27th, so make sure that you have your vote cast by then. And you can mm-hmm. vote on both platforms, um, so feel free to do so. Yeah. Uh, in addition to this, mm-hmm. we're going to have some special guests Yeah, give their opinions on who their favorites are as well. Um, we're, uh, I'm not going to say who they are right now, but... Mm-hmm. Robert England is no. <laughs> President Barack Obama. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. Uh-huh. I thought it was going to go a much different way. <laughs> Nobody wants to have his opinion. Barack no. Obama's, though. Yeah. I don't know what that guy thinks. You know, I'm glad you asked. Because a lot of people are asking me what I think is the best horror movie monster. And clearly, he's running the country. Okay, oh, oh, so okay. get out there and vote this November sixth. Oh wow, that's a good message. Thanks, Obama. You got it, bro. <laughs> See, there's he another say, one. <laughs> he, he sounds cooler saying "bro" than I do. Third accent. <laughs> it's pretty good, though. <laughs> I like that. Obama was in the office here, man. Is Obama in this motherfucker? No, he wasn't. (laughs) Like, we got to keep it real, right? So, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, special guests. Um, (laughs) I don't know why, but I'm very sweaty as well. (laughs) I I even turned the air down. Sometimes, like, I don't know what it is when I'm recording. I get hot. Stephen is fanning himself like a Savannah (laughs) girl on a porch uh, back in the 1800s. I'm very (laughs) verklempt. Get me a mini tulip. <laughs> I was going to say, he keeps sl- silently snapping off camera to, uh, to get his julep. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, so anyway, Pop Culture Combat, round seven. Freddy Krueger versus Jason Voorhees. Mm-hmm. Vote on the Twitter poll. Vote on Instagram. Vote on November 6th, but, you know, for an actual, uh, yeah. you know, candidate. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, vote for the uh, PKK round seven. Uh, before Saturday, October 27th, so we can get your vote in there, and uh, we will have the the results from the poll coming very soon, so stay tuned for that. Very cool, yeah. I'm excited to get back into that one. That'd be fun. Yes. Cool. Well, uh, other than that, you can also rate and review us on your favorite podcast app. 
if you have a so- show suggestion, question, comment, dog picture, another pop culture combat contender, or anything else you want to discuss, please email us at let's talk about stuff podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at LTASpod, and please go vote in the new poll coming up. You can follow me on Letterboxd and Twitter at StephenFisher22, and you can follow Brent on Twitter and Instagram at Brent Hebbard. Yes. So, anything else for you today, Brent? Uh, no. No, this is another monster-sized <laughs> episode. Yeah. Get it? Because it's October and there's Halloween. It's monster-sized. Oh, okay. I see what you did there. Exciting. Now, uh, one one thing we should mention is coming up. We are going to be talking about the Halloween movies, um, and I'd love uh-huh. to say Halloween and then Halloween Two or whatever. I but know, the, yeah. the the original Halloween movie from what is it seventy eight? Yep. And then the newest one from two thousand eight. Teen. Uh, teen. <laughs> you know, let me finish. I'm so sorry. Can I finish? I I'm so- Can I finish? Can I please finish? Teen. All right. So, uh, uh, so yeah, we, we are going to talk about that on uh, the next episode of yeah. Let's Talk About Stuff. So uh, more than likely, we are going to spoil both of those movies. Oh, I yeah. don't know how yeah. we would not. So go watch those movies, I guess, and then yeah. listen to our podcast. Yep. Do so, it. Yep. Get out there. Do it. Do uh, it. Cool. All right, man. Well, this was a good time. And uh, until next time, I'm Steven. I'm Barack Hussein Obama. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm Brent. (laughs) Let's talk uh, uh, later. And the sync word will be bruv. That's exactly what I was going to say. Really? No joke. <laughs> no joke. That's awesome. I was kind of scratching my head like, man, I, we should pick something more Halloween themed, but no. Bruv was just sticking, sticking in my head. I so. know. Well, it's the last, uh, that's the last movie that I watched as well, so uh, oh my it God. fits with that. Yeah. Oh, my God. So. Is this another coincidence? I don't know. I followed what you, you told me, so I, I was like, I'll put that on, too. That's all. That's all it was. We're going to say it was divine. It was all right, divine. So, Carl, so thank Bruv you. on three. One, two, three, bruv. All right, and sync with bruv on three. One, two, three, bruv. Nice. So sync on three. One, two, three, bruv. Bruv. I forgot it was. <laughs> In my head, all I could think of was boo from last week. I was like, what is it? What is it? What is it? And you just said it. Do we need to do it again? Yeah. I, okay. Yeah. So sync on three. <laughs> One, two, three, bruv. Yeah, it worked. Can you, can you do a let's talk later in Brock's voice? I don't think I can do anything in Brock's voice, but... <laughs> All right. Let's talk uh, uh, later. Later.